Welcome to Ah oh, Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yes! <laughs> We're back for episode two of season three. We're going through one of the greatest, I will boldly say, one of the greatest, if not just one of the greatest Hellboy Storylines, one of the greatest comic book storylines. It's so exciting. Like, it's so cool. It's so good. I'm very excited with Conqueror Worm. Yes. Conqueror <laughs> Worm. Not Conqueror Worm. Conqueror <laughs> Worm. They call me Conqueror Worm. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a like, fun pop song. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they might be giants for you, right, in the morning? Oh, uh, that'd be... Is that a... Wait, is that Well, a, they call me Dr. Worm is the song. Oh, right? I love... Cha- I love Dr. a parody... Worm. A Hellboy yeah. parody song of their song. I'm a big Weird Al fan, and this is even more niche than that. Hey, gonna... Weird Al, yeah. <laughs> why don't you be listening to this podcast and make us a special, um, a special they, Hellboy m- song? they Might Be Giants parody song <laughs> to Dr. Worm. I don't even know if that's the name of the song. Yeah. It's named Dr. Worm. Dr. Worm, yeah. Make a, parody, a Hellboy parody song out of that song called Conquer Worm. <laughs> Thank you. Weird Al. I met him when he came to UCB. Uh, yeah, just recently for, a for Raising Arizona, right? Yeah, he came and showed that movie, and I like went up to shake his hand, and I have never been more nervous in my entire I life. Love it. What I, did you say? Like, do this interaction again with us. Okay, so listeners. Jessica convinced me to wear a t-shirt that I had bought at his concert, and I knew I was like, I was like, I shouldn't wear this. I'm gonna look so weird and dumb. And it was, it's like a t-shirt of like him and Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine, like pulling their teeth out. And it's, you know, it's just like a t-shirt that I got from his concert anyway. um, So I was wearing it and like went up and I was like, Hey, I just want to say it's like really cool that you did this small show and uh, I think you're awesome and stuff. And I'm like kind of geeking out, but like as easily as it was for me to say that just now, it took me like 10 extra seconds to spit out those three sentences. (laughs) Love it. And uh, and he was and I had sh- went to shake his hand and he was just holding the handshake. So my hand is in his hand this whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, and then like left. And my friend Alex was like, how come you didn't get a picture like you're an idiot? You'll never meet him again. And I was like, I couldn't have. It was already so too overwhelming. Like if yeah. I had asked him, I would have just died of embarrassment. Cool. And also it's not cool. <laughs> I think everything you did was cool. Okay. Because that's what a mega fan or somebody that like influenced you or maybe made like a big change for your life. I mean, I've always, I've been a huge fan of his. Yeah. Then I don't, I don't think you did anything wrong. (sighs) Picture wise. He must have like the craziest fans come up to him Yeah. And so many people get pictures. You got the memory. Yeah. I'm not saying pictures aren't cool. I, I mean, I would have loved one, but I, I right. knew in that moment that I was like, I'm already falling apart. If I take a picture, it's just going to be me looking like a lunatic next to a scared, weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm weird <laughs> on the opposite spectrum where I don't want pictures yeah. unless I work with them. That's and that's, that's even cool. and even that's going to be like in my mind. I'm like, I have to have a really good experience to be feel comfortable even after that asking for a picture. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's evasive unless you're at like, yeah. if you're at a comic con or something where it's like, Oh yeah. Like you're here to meet me specifically. I know I'm going to be meeting with people. Right. They're like prepared for that fucking mentally. 
instead of like, I mean, he was doing a show. It's not like I stopped him on the street or something. For sure. I don't think anything you did was wrong. Okay, cool. And I think if you would, <laughs> if you would have gotten a picture, it would have been normal to do so. I just tend to not want to be that person. Yeah, me like, too. Like I might have already even said this on this podcast or said to you, I'm a huge Martin Scorsese fan among other people. Yeah. But like... I've always never want to meet him as a fan. Yeah. I've just made the goal of like, I do not want to meet him. It would never. I I have, if I'm ever going to meet Marty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to be, a, I have to be working with him or a peer of some sort. Here's my ideal I'd situation. I'd rather die if not. <laughs> Dude, if here, my ideal situation would be Martin Scorsese is about to cross the street and a bus is going to hit him and I save him from the That's bus. To- yeah. And then he's like, wow, I, you're great. Yeah. What's your name? And <laughs> that's a great scenario. <laughs> save, save the person. That's you. the only way I want to meet Martin Scorsese. Don't meet your idols or save their your your idols' lives. That's the it's only gotta be way one I would be if I save their lives. So that they were coming at me like from a point of, hey, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Um, it's like I mean, oh, the feelings mutual, and then we would have mutual respect and be friends. Totally. And uh, back to Weird Al real fast. Yeah. Um, Aside from Foo Fighters being the first album I ever bought myself, the first album I ever owned, which I got, I believe, over a Christmas, uh, one Christmas was Weird Al's Alapalooza. Yeah. Great fucking album. And I don't don't consider myself a Weird Al, like, mega fan. Yeah. I have high respect for Weird Al. Um, He probably, in that soft, a softer way, influenced me doing comedy. Then, yeah. like, say, Mr. Show, when I first watched it, like, blew my mind. It was like, oh, like com- you could feel this that. is comedy. Yeah. Like, this isn't, uh, I don't know, it just felt different. But that album is so funny to me. He's uh, fucking I mean, hilarious. I, did, I say that, but then I went and bought, what was the album that had Amish Paradise on it? I Bad think I, I fucking got that. I had that one, too. Bad Hair Day's the shit. I had Bad Hair Day and Alabusa. Running with Scissors. Yeah, I think after Bad Hair Day was the last one I owned. Those were like the big ones was for running, me. Did Running With Scissors have the Jedi song yes, on it? Yeah. yeah, my brother, my older brother was into that song a lot. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Living in the Fridge is on Bad Hair Day. <laughs> Fucking great song. So funny. Living in the Fridge. Come on. <laughs> great Aerosmith cover. <laughs> uh, but Alapalooza has a lot of fun stuff on it, from what I remember. I think and Living I had in the, the Fridge I had, is on Alapalooza, I think. I thought it was the other way around. We see. look it up right now. It looks like you were about to Google. Yeah. But because this just yeah, turned into a weird. Yeah, on Alapalooza. Oh, really? It is. Damn. Yeah. I, okay. Then that I then I that I listened to so much. I yeah. listened to that album so much. And I had a friend who left the VHS. I think his name was Neil. Uh, it, I think it was Neil Wildy. Wild. Wildy. Fuck. I'm messing his name up. Sorry, Neil. Uh, but he <laughs> left his VHS of like the music videos to that over at my house too. So oh, I watched great. the shit out of that. Very fun. It might've get just gotten integrated into either I owned it or he left it. And I thought he left it. Then it got integrated into our <laughs> VHS. Sometimes that would happen where you just like, these yeah. are, this is, but you know, so, so you're yeah. a little bit, you're being a little bit of a criminal. Cause you know, you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to speak up. It's never really yours. Like I was being bad, <laughs> uh, but those, yeah, that's great. Weird yeah. Al was great. Okay. He was very nice because I was general managing that Extremely night. Extremely nice. And I was very like, hi. And he's like, hi. <laughs> he couldn't have been, it couldn't have been better as far as like his demeanor and like just how cordial and sweet he was. Yeah. yeah. 
musical. Great. Well, that was our, our yeah, that was, <laughs> that was our, uh, sorry for this our, immediate our tangent. Our seg- yeah. Comedian tangent <laughs> or this, I don't know what we call this segment. <laughs> Hell of a laugh. There we go. <laughs> Hell of a laugh. Just a funny uh, thing from our life. Yeah. Something to do with comedy. Comedy <laughs> tangents are, that segment's always called Hell of a Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Happened uh, organically. It's good. Yeah, very organic. <laughs> um, great. Um, well, let's jump into uh, a segment that we love. Uh, that's you know we're in the official year of the segment. Countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> Whoa! It's thunder and lightning. We're here, and we're yeah, thunder and lightning. I got yeah, it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> we're a fucking radio play here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're months away. Yeah. I I feel it's bad. It's fast approaching. <laughs> I feel bad for the Hellboy movie in one aspect. Cause like either way, we're all gonna, we're going to be there. Yeah. There's going to be an audience for it. I think no matter what, unless it really truly tanks, but yeah, they chose such a, they changed the date, right? They pushed it back, which is a good sign. I think versus they're going to dump it, but yeah, they're going up against, of the same month, not the same weekend, thank God, but the same month, Avengers Endgame. And I'm like, you're um, going to get rallied. Yeah. Because like, it's on that movie, Avengers Endgame, is on my birthday. And I am... That's too perfect. I feel bad for me doing a Hellboy podcast, being more excited for that, just because I've invested so, so much, much time, in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm watching now, re-watching everything every week. Yeah. But like... I feel bad for the movie because I'm just like, you're going to go up against a lot that month. Yeah. And then now the next month after you, you got John Wick 3. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I just saw the poster. It looks pretty cool. Watch the trailer. Oh, cool. I'm excited. Watch the John Wick <laughs> Chapter 3 Parabellum tra- trailer. Okay. It's so fun. I actually think it might be better than the second because I oh, liked cool. the second, but the second didn't top the first, but it was still great. I agree. And it got a little nutty. Yeah. The, their expansion of the universe got a little crazy yeah. where you're like... Like it, but this is now weird. Yeah. (laughs) And it started off a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. It started off a little weird, but. Even weirder. The action is worth it for those movies. But that one is, uh, it's very, it looks cool. Um, That's going to bring us actually into the Hellboy. Because there's a couple of images that they re-released. And a lot of, I've saw online a lot of criticism that people are saying from the trailer and also this specific image that I'm pulling up. Yeah. Um, I bet our listeners have seen this image. I'll probably repost when this episode hits, repost it on our uh, Instagram feed. The yeah. first image I want to look at is the image that has the empire um, like watermark. Next one over, I Got believe. It. So it's, it's our oh, yeah, actor. I, I can't think of that actor's name off the top of my head, but it is our broom. It's our broom speaking with Hellboy. Hellboy's in like a very. Fi- I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on a limb and say, this looks like. This is why I brought up why John Wick is a good segment. This looks like Hellboy is shaving himself in the Continental, which takes place in John Wick. Yeah. The Continent. You know what I mean. The yeah. the Assassins Hotel. Yeah. Like- I mean, and then as I was watching John Wick three trailer. I realized that Lionsgate and the same companies, Summit Entertainment, are making John Wick 3. Oh. And I was like, that's how they got him. Ian, is it Ian something? I forget the actor's name. I'm finding And I like him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this guy's a bad actor or a bad choice for Broom. 
But unfortunately, the thing I'm picking up off of Ian McShane, yeah, Ian McShane, great actor. Um, if you haven't seen Sexy Beast, he I think it might have been the thing that really put him on the map in America, along mm-hmm. with Deadwood, of course. But yeah, um, and he's in American Gods now, isn't he? Is yes, he dude? is in that. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but he is in that. Yeah, uh, his performance of Broom is very similar. It feels or tonally feels very similar. Again, I haven't seen the movie. I'm only going off trailers. Yeah. Feels the same as his character from John Wick. And I can I, see that. And it and that's a little disappointing. And I've seen people criticize that Broom might and him have a little too much tension between each other in the trailer for the new Hellboy. Again, we'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt that we'll still like it. But this picture sort of shows that. Like this this yeah. this promotional image, it's like hell it, I don't know. What the fuck? It looks like he's holding a file. Yeah, it looks like a file. I guess that's the file he's helping he would, him file his horns. Horns, I guess. But it's like he's holding Broom's arms so aggressive. Yeah, he's like, stop it. Holding him. And in the trailer, it's like he literally is saying to somebody, and we assume it's Broom. He's like, you're making me into a weapon. Yeah. So there's a little, I don't know, a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of criticism of that. Yeah, where it's that like, aspect. is he manipulating Hellboy in this or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know. And I, I sort of, I swing a little bit of wave again, like that's not going to be mean, a great, and again, they can adapt it any way they want. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to discourage them that they have to be upholden to the material. They don't. Like, yeah. uh, unfortunately, even if we're going to be mad about it as, as fans of Hellboy, they have all the right to. Yeah. I heard I've listened to enough writers talk about adapting material and a lot of time they're like, you have to fucking throw shit out, you have to shit on it and then rewrite it, build it up. Yeah. Whatever. We're all gonna have our different opinions about that. But yeah. I think when you adapt, you can do whatever the fuck you want for the better or worse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it would be cool to see him as like like I hope they do portray at least a little bit of his like being a father basically to Hellboy, like yeah. love, like Showing him like a certain level of like love and like mutual respect from them. Like they, I mean, you kind of see it a little bit when he like, I forget which story it was, but when he sends him out on his first assignment for the BPRD, he's like, oh, you're like loaning me out. Yes. It's for the, uh, the beast, uh, nature of the beast. Yeah. So he gets that like feeling. So like that sort of exists, but it's, he's never like, you know, grabbing his arm or anything like that and like being like. You know, yeah, he has such affection him. for him. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he's more hurt than, ang- than angry and defensive right away. Um, when yeah. he when he like feels that, and I think like Broom talks him through it kind of, where he's like, it's just so you can, like, j- just it, like it, it's it's he's basically making that distinction where it's like you're not a weapon and you're not I'm not just like letting you out for hire. It's like. I trust these guys. Yeah, yeah. There's like, a I reason trust these I'm guys. Standing. You got to go see yeah, them. Yeah, I agree. Well, that leads me to uh, instead of going to the next image, a couple of quotes that I want to touch on. And the main quote, what we're talking about, is from actually. Um, I, I can't remember where I pulled this, but who cares? This is a quote from uh, da- David Harbor. Yeah, and he says about the newest Hellboy. He says, "There's really a sense that you're actually killing things." Even if they are giants or monsters, you're chopping their heads off. You're bathing in their blood. You're feeling the complex feelings of actually cutting the heart out of another thing. 
we're taking the time to deal with the fact that Hellboy is a killer. He's a weapon. Cool. And, and that was he's a weapons end quote. But like, cool. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> I never read these. I have yet to read these and go like, you're a fucking weapon. Like, yeah, like Broom built you up to make you a weapon. I'm not saying you're not an agent and they're trying to use you and your abilities to benefit the Bureau. Yeah. Cool. I think he he is a weapon, but he tries to show restraint and do it in a defensive way if he can. Like, he's not always trying to go out just to kill something necessarily. Like, you know, if if something's not attacking him or hurting other people, then generally we've seen him like let stuff go. So yeah, it's, it's, it is like, I mean, that being said, he does punch shit to, Yo, he beats the shit and, out of stuff. Yeah. He fights <laughs> yeah. zombies, but, I, but also there is a part of me that like a zombie, the reason we can get away with zombies is that they are not, they, they are things that we all are okay with punching. Right. <laughs> like they, they're beyond, they're no longer human, like human no or humanity in they're them. just consuming yeah. flesh yeah. or whatever. They're destruction. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if am I supposed to through this quote and again. And this is about a movie we have yet to see. Yeah. Uh, am I supposed to be like sympathetic for fucking all the monsters? For the demons that he's going <laughs> to yeah. be murdering? I mean, I get like. Like I get like we're going to find out as we read these stories when we've already built in a little sympathy for Rasputin but that's not yeah. doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to get fucking punched yeah Rasputin <laughs> should certainly be killed I mean I guess the whole story is like you're we're having sympathetic feelings for Hellboy who is a demon you know the main character yeah so it's like I maybe he just wants to give it some gravity where it's like oh it doesn't feel like we're, it's just like mindless like with a zombie or something when they get killed in a movie there's not a lot of emotional stakes or like weight to it maybe he's right. just trying to give it Wait, where it's like, oh, you, like you're seeing something. It's like convincing that something is dying as far as like maybe like movie making. He thinks it's like doing the job of of making you feel that it just sounds like it's going to be violent as shit. Yeah, they really are the building part. it up to be violent. Yeah. In the trailer, I feel like the only uh, the only violence that you really get is that the big white thing slicing somebody. Yeah. yeah, that big guy and him shooting somebody stylistically in the head. Yeah. Which to me is like, yeah, we've seen that. Yeah. The other thing I feel like is very gory. The shooting a gun. Gun is gore. I'm just like, meh. Yeah. In a movie, it's. It and, and I say that as a, a high John Wick fan. Yeah. But I actually think the way he uses his gun is not gory. It's more of a tool. Yeah. Just to like throw in What's little John Wick What's that movie Equilibrium? <laughs> Have you ever seen? I think I. Is that the one with. Christian Bale? Yeah. I've never have finished like, it. <laughs> they have like gun foo kind of shit. Like they so, <laughs> gung, do they actually call it gung foo? I, I, I forget, honestly, but I wouldn't be too surprised. I haven't seen the movie in like fucking 10 years. Probably. Isn't it very like Fahrenheit for it's for like it's like, yeah, he Fahrenheit. like goes around and burns books. Yeah, like that's, that's what he does. And then, um, yeah, it's very, very similar to that. And um. I remember thinking it was cool in like high school. <laughs> I remember people liking it and I just could. I I mean, it's no fucking it Matrix. Finished. It came out the same year as the Matrix. So it's like. And it was like their clothing was very similar. Very right? similar aesthetic or that they were striving for. Um, but the and Matrix it was before was Christian Bell got his stride. Cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm getting the point is the gun is like the gun as a tool. Like I, I'm I'm just I'm fine with that. That's I don't know. You're fine with what? With like him shooting or oh, I'm not anti him using a gun. I yeah. just think they glorify it. For me, well, they glorify the the gun like this is like old Bessie like yeah. kind of a thing where it's like yeah, old faithful gunny. Yeah, like that's the only stuff. Yeah, you know? like, it's like oh, he doesn't really. He just uses he like he uses it like he would use like a wrench. He like gets yeah. the job done. He doesn't have like affection for it. I would, and I think the story that we're currently in. I don't think he ever fires a gun, does he? Am in, I wrong? In Conqueror Worm. Conqueror Worm. I feel like he's all brute in this. I, a lot again, of punching I feel like he's getting, he's like immediately captured. Basically. Yeah. He gets real f- fucked up fast. I feel I like. I mean, fucking Lobster Johnson shooting. Oh, yeah. Tons but of I think that's the difference of him and Lobster Johnson, which I love is that Lobster yeah. Johnson's, John, Lobster Johnson's going to fire the gun and then ask questions later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were introduced to Lobster Johnson. He kicked in a door right. and accused a man of being a murderer. Immediately. Immediately. He didn't. He, he, didn't he found time. him guilty right away. Yeah. Uh, I think Hellboy's more reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he fires a gun in this. I think he does a lot of punching and that's it. Yeah. Um, and he uses. I mean, he's earth. chucking grenades. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I'm not saying he's not violent. I'm yeah. not trying to play that. It's not like the whole Batman never killed. There, I mean, back when Batman came out, everybody was like mad, including myself, the Batman of Snyder, and was like, Batman never kills anybody. And then, you know, we were all put in our place because there's comic books that clearly show he's killed people. Yeah. And there was an era where Batman fucking held a, a pistol for a, a bit. Like, yeah. I think in the 50s or something. Yeah. And it was like, well, we were all wrong. <laughs> uh, we can't complain about that. Yeah. Um, but that being said, let's move on to another image. There was one of here that you yeah. had a little, like, funny response to it. The one that they released of him, like, running up the stairs that they released. I'm trying to remember. Oh, just that his, like, body <laughs> hair is, like. Maybe on that image, yeah. He's so, he looks like what I would describe in high school as a Hessian, like a real rocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he looks like he smells like, like, I feel like Ron, like the earlier movie incarnation of Hellboy looked like he smelled like Axe body spray or something. Oh, and hell yeah. This guy looks like he stinks like sulfur and like, you know. Yeah, which I am a fan of him at least being more demonic. Yeah. Less human, like including more of that demonic stuff the big question here i have for you yeah unless you have more to say about that picture that picture as well as the other one that is from the storyline that you haven't seen yet or we haven't read yet yeah which is actually um with these like the wild hunt Yeah. yeah and they have a cool comparison from the image of the comic in the movie which is cool that they really made that come to life yeah um we'll get to that far down the line but I also saw people posting that he doesn't have hooves. Question, though. Oh, I, I didn't even... He's wearing boots. Do we think... This well, is a, in this image, even in the comic, he has feet. Does he not? Am I crazy? I, I mean, you'd have to zoom up on it. Yeah. See. He's got a foot in, like, the... Not in the reins, in the fucking... I don't know. I, I don't know. But traditionally in the comics, he does not... He has hooves. 
Oh, Hellboy. I'm sorry. Oh, my sorry. bad. I'm oh, like, you, I was looking at this writer. Oh. <laughs> um, I was talking about Hellboy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Joy. Yeah. That and people sense. are like, why does he not have, why is he? It's probably just fucking hard to produce. I mean, it's probably totally hard. It's probably like so can you really get a, hard. Can we get away with maybe he has, It does he have hooves in those feet, in those shoes? In, the, in those boots. In those boots. So those boots designed. I'm going to go so far that they might design him some boots. Or do you think he just has human feet? In this, Do you see I have mean, toes? Does Hellboy have toes in the new <laughs> Hellboy? <laughs> Answer me now. I mean, it would be very cool if they could do some kind of hoof, but it would be like very impractical for the shit that they have to shoot him doing. Unless you're doing like, I mean, unless it's like, as a live action movie, how hard would that be? It would be like I mean, I think it's their be budget hard. just might not allow for that kind of CGI and, throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and also you just got to get around it maybe a little bit because even a practical effect is going to be hard on your actor probably. Yeah, you would so have I'm, to wear it like because I've seen, you know, I've been to a Renaissance fair. I've seen those dudes walking around with like those crazy like satyrs and shit. Yeah. Like, they look cool, but they're not fucking running upstairs, you it know? It looks uncomfortable. Yeah, they're, like, slowly walking around and for 10 yeah. minutes at a time. Like, that shit would be hard to do. For sure, especially on a wide shot where you have to show him in action and you're probably trying to show him. I'm not devastated that he doesn't have hooves. It would be either. cool, or but he does, like, and he's just, they're covered in boots They're right covered now. up with boots. They're covered up I'm with not boots. saying that the, Hey, I'm not horses saying wear shoes, man. I'm not saying that's a stretch or it's a cheat that we're maybe a bunch of fucking nerds are going to grumble about. But I'd be okay. I think okay. nerds are going like, to grumble, you know. No matter what. Yeah. I mean, we've already heard the grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've done some grumbling. Oh, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, we've grumbled. And, <laughs> but I would be okay with a cheat if you just like, if there's like, maybe early on, he you see that he has a hoof. He has a put foot, a shoe on, or maybe even when you have him in shoes, and then when he does get his horns and everything, and that like him coming out of that pit. Yeah, maybe he'll maybe like he'll will reveal become more demonic. Demonic, or right there. Yeah. Sure. There's a lot of things to think about. Is all I'm saying. You know what? Uh, this is very. Sorry to go back to this. Oh no! I don't think Ron Perlman's Hellboy smelled like Axe body spray. I think he smelled like Old Spice. Oh yeah, you're right. I think. I think with Ron Perlman, it's Old Spice. I just want to distinguish. But I think you're totally right. Because you're right. Axe Body Spay is more douchey. Yeah, it's like a younger. That would be a young. That'd be like him if. Much much younger. Maybe never. Maybe never. I mean, we know we've seen a young Hellboy and the Hellboy we know. I wonder what Hellboy was when he was a teen. Because I feel like he would wear like if he was modern times teen, he would have wore. Some shitty well, cologne. What year? It would have been like the 50s, like the late 50s. Yeah. He would have been putting like crazy. I wonder like, if they have, I mean, duck haircut. I have to pick up. That's a good question. You got my, we got my mind going <laughs> because they have those, those BPR and Hell, Hellboy and the BPRD like from different eras. Yeah. And I picked up the most recent and I just started reading it. We won't really talk about it on the podcast yet, of course. And I was like, I wonder how old he is. And if he does have a teen era, and if they display any of his teen era, not that he's going to like fucking malt shops or stuff, or yeah. you're getting in a yeah. hot rod with a gal. <laughs> it's not, I mean, I don't think he's having his Just American like graffiti, but yeah. yeah. But I wonder if there is, or if they've done that as shorts. Uh, listeners, I'm going to just ask you, reach out to us. Uh, tell us if there are any like teenage years of Hellboy out yeah. there. Because I only know Hellboy Jr., which is sort of comedic, 
the young Hellboy we've but pancakes. Yeah. And the Hellboy we know as an agent. Yeah. Overall. In like his twenties or whatever. Yeah, twenties and older. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe he didn't want to make it corny or something. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, he didn't originally want to make him a, a Hellboy a kid. kid. Either, yeah. He just wanted to he didn't want to show those times. Yeah. But it became such a hit. But yeah, that's very interesting. I wonder what he would be like. And then I'm always curious if if he grew old, what would old man old man Hellboy be like if there was an old man Hellboy? Oh pretty yeah, cool. that'd be cool. Yeah. Pretty pretty something cool. Something to think about. Yeah, something to think about, <laughs> folks. Uh, great. Um we have those three images. The yeah. other thing I wanted to talk about was a couple of quotes actually from um the man himself, Mike Mignola. Um, he it's just his little quotes in discussing the differences about um, this iteration, David Harbour's iteration, Hellboy versus Ron Perlman's. Okay. Old Spice versus fucking sulfur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> versus cigars and sulfur. And yeah, I mean, Ron Perlman's is a very different take. It's very slick. Uh, yeah. Um, and we'll we'll eventually get to that, of course. <laughs> full. I love just teasing that. <laughs> yeah, Watch it never happen. <laughs> no, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so great. Here we go. Here's the quotes from a little quotes, a couple quotes from Mike Mignola. He says, David Harbour's Hellboy is a little bit more dramatic. There's a different edge. Ron Perlman was very smooth as Hellboy. And there's a whole different love interest vibe with Ron's thing. Definitely. Yeah. Ron was almost playing this kind of old adolescent. And Harbour plays a grittier Hellboy and a bit more explosive emotionally. It's hard to explain, but it is a very different take. I mean, just off of Dave Harbour's Sheriff on fucking Stranger Things, of course it's going to be very more explosive, at least emotionally. Yeah. Because Ron Perlman is a very cool guy. Yeah. Like, that's his vibe. I think even in his early days of, like, if you you ever see that movie Children, uh, um, City of Lost Children? It's a French movie he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a French character, and he's like a circus performer and he's still sort of cool yeah yeah (laughs) he's definitely like he just has that vibe yeah so i think we can't always remove what we are in any role you know yeah that's why you're cast in some sense yeah because you have that whatever yeah and he says it's hard to explain but it is a very different take as i said before and then he says the beauty is both of them in their own way feel like hellboy it's almost like they're just tipped it in a different direct in different directions there's something much gnarlier about David's Hellboy. Gnarlier is a, yeah. such a funny word to use. Yeah. I, I immediately think, wait, did is Mike Mignola like on a snowboard right now? And they're I interviewing guess he lives him on a in mountain. Southern California, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> he's gnarly. He's gnarly. Very gnarly. I mean, I think that's a fair assessment. I think he looks like it. Yeah, I think like, I mean, but that his his use of the words like tipping it back and forth, where it's not quite right in the middle. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's I like think that's a little, right. It's like a little, like, slightly exaggerated in one way or another version for both er- yes, actors. Yes, I would agree 100%. You're right. He's totally right. Yeah. You're right. And I think the best thing without seeing this movie yet, and we're not discussing Hellboy, I think there's other examples of us seeing that in other characters. The biggest one to me comes to mind is Spider-Man being put on the screen. Yeah. Because some people will sway, and I think sometimes it just comes down to taste, what you prefer out of your the character or not on screen when it's adapted. Yeah. Because Spider-Man, 
having last year read the originals for the first time, it's so fun to yeah. now like have more of his history. So when, like when that new trailer came out just recently when they showed Mysterio, I'm like really tapped in on like his mythology of his beginnings. So it's like makes me think, look at that trailer differently than just a regular. But that's a whole other thing. But what I want to talk about more is that Tobey Maguire versus Andrew Garf- Garfield versus Tom Holland are all fucking different takes of the same character. Yeah, way different. Because Peter Parker, for me, and just like a quick assumption of them, Tobey Maguire is a perfect Peter Parker. He's so like the college, uncomfortable under his skin. His Spider-Man is a little too corny for me. It yeah. might be on, but it's just too corny for me. I think in general, too, he just reads so much older to me. In the, yeah. Even in his first movie, it's Well, like, he's in college. He's yeah, never he's in high in college, school, yeah. so they're not going for the... They never go to the high school. Yeah. So you ha- I think we always sort of forget that Yeah. a little bit, because we associate of, Peter Parker with high school at first. Yeah. Even though he goes to fucking college pretty, pretty, pretty early, early on, in yeah. the Ditko Stan Lee for era. Sure. Um, but then you go to Andrew Garfield... I for me you can you can tell me what you thought of course that's why you're here (laughs) (laughs) I will accept your information silently Uh, no please Uh, I think Andrew Garfield I hated his Peter Parker I was like you are not a Peter Parker at all every fucking girl would want you there's no way that Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker shows up to high school on a skateboard even if he's big hair (laughs) and being emo and does not have women flocking to him. Bullshit. Wrong Peter Parker, in my opinion. But when he put on the Spider-Man costume and his wit, perfect Spider-Man. It was insane. I was like, Oh yeah, your wits right on top. His, I'm trying to even remember, like, I feel like it wasn't as memorable for me. Well, those uh, whole movies, sadly are not that memorable. Yeah. Dude, the, the, and that's I a watched whole them other once podcast. and that was it. You know what I mean? Like it was like not. Yeah, I watched them once too. Yeah, but anyway, what are you saying about? But I just think his Spider-Man was closer to like being witty and the wit that you sort of got from the comics, yeah. and like not corny, but like, oh yeah, this guy's sort of a snarky fucking teenager. Yeah, that's sort of like when he puts on the mask, he's his little bit of his cockiness comes out. Yeah, which I think is in the originals. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's like a. Yeah, I mean, there's some fucking. It's like Ditko's like it or whatever, being like an asshole. Like <laughs> he, he put on comes a off like an old man. Like he comes off <laughs> yeah. like he's a curmudgeon in high school. Like it's yeah. so funny. He's just he's just like pissed off all the time <laughs> in the in the comics. Like in my mind, he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's a lot of shit that's like this is not fair. But like when you're a kid, that's like how you that's feel. How you think? Yeah. I would agree. That is how you think. Yeah. Shit. Adults still think that. Yeah. I go through days when I'm, I'm like, sure this Dick isn't fair. That. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Then I think Tom Holland for me nailed them both. Yeah. I think he's whether great. he's he's so yeah. I don't know how I, what they did, but he just they and it could be lessons learned from those other iterations. Yeah, too. for sure. I think so. Um, but I feel like they nailed it, and I think that's what we're getting here. I'm just equating that to our Hellboy. It's like yeah. we had Ron who was one, one version. We now we're getting another one that might not nail it. Not saying we're going to get a third to- chance and have a Tom Holland do it. Who but knows, we always have, man. but we always have our issues that That's are the, our Tom Holland. Yeah, exactly. the original. My, Regardless, Mignola's like, Hellboy is the is the best. Yeah, no matter what the movies do to it, you still have the original material and it's still as enjoyable. And it's not like I'm not going to let it like flavor that. Yeah. 
I even watch the movies first and the comics in my mind are so separate. Like in, in no other, like in, in such a crazy defined way, they're so separate. Like if I watched, like I remember people being like, Oh, I wish I read Harry Potter before I watched the movies because now I can only picture those actors. I'm not picturing Ron Perlman when I'm reading Hellboy. Like he's such a different character to me that it's like, they're just two different things. I agree hundred percent. So that. I'm like, I'm like so far haven't had trouble with one bleeding into the other. Me either. I don't hear any I, it other voices. It would be voices. fucking awesome to see what my mind associates with the Hellboy in the comic book on screen. Like seeing into the spider verse, I was like, okay, this is fucking cool. Like you could have this really kinetic, like, but still feeling like a comic sort of movie and be like super personality character driven kind of shit. Like that gives me like hope for just comic mu- book movies in the future in general. But like, yeah, like will I've, I get it in Hellboy 2019? I don't know. I so far I'm skeptical, but I also just want to go in and enjoy it then. If it's not yeah. going to be exactly my <laughs> favorite version of Hellboy, then I'm just going to go in and be like, you know, yeah, give me what see you this got. This lunatic's <laughs> interpretation of like <laughs> This stinky human footed, <laughs> stinky crazy human footed Hellboy with some athlete's foot. Yeah, Hellboy with like just funky little toes, hairy like little hairy feet. Hairy feet, a lot of weird like semi douchey. Uh, at least coming off. I of hope fit. he is a lot less. I hope he's I a lot less catchphrasy than he's coming he's off coming of off uh, yeah, yeah I, I do hope that still like I still have hopes for it and like I would want it to be a certain way but if I mean, it's not look, I'm not we're gonna, gonna be, be there opening weekend yeah oh yeah <laughs> me uh you re- sent me these posters too yeah we'll I? get to the oh, I think okay, that's okay. what I wanted to end on yeah I wanted to get, yeah I, I only say that because there's two more oh quotes. yeah 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 because we're talking about the two actors a lot but I think we have to remember they're also it's Guillermo's Hellboy. Yeah, it's a crew There's of people. So it's the director much. and the writers, and like so much goes into yeah. how this character There's is going to be. There's a big, feel. there's a lot of fingerprints on it. Yeah. And that's what he said. He goes on to say, uh, Mignola goes on to say, in the Del Toro films, Hellboy's kind of pinned up and kept secret. And that is not what we have here in the um, upcoming film. This is truer to the comic. Definitely something I um, would, will talk about when we get to the movies. And that Hellboy. Been, Hellboy's been out in the world. He's not a top secret, hidden away guy. He's an out there in the world, functioning, working adult. So you've got that working stiff, been there, done that vibe with Harbor. Yeah. That you just couldn't have with Ron because it was played so differently. With Harbor's Hellboy, there's a little more, a little bit more angsty, finding your place and find your place in the world of frustration with his role. Which definitely Already sounds- Already that m- seems closer to the comics. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. He's not like grizzled necessarily. He is still like, sincerely looking like in this you know for this issue we see him like step away from bprd and you know spoiler or spoiler and um you know so like even with that i don't get the sense that he's like i don't get the sense that he's like over it i think he just needs like to step away from it and that's cool that he's like finding his place in the world is like a good way to put it i think i think so and it's like yeah finding his place I think him being out in the world makes it for me more dynamic and where this story we're going to read today is going. Yeah. 
where versus the one in the movies, which again I don't want to talk much about where he's bent, where he is hidden away. Yeah, because to him, like for me, him walking away as a secret is just a different direction entirely. Yeah, because if he walks away, he's like, well, I'm gonna go now to let the world know who I am. But it's like that's a whole other journey than the one I think the richer for me richer one that we're getting. Yeah, in the book. Yeah. I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but again, that's Guillermo's so. take on it. Not, and we'll definitely see. Yeah, like that's uh, Guillermo and like the producers of the movie, the, the like, you know, just everybody, like a movie is just inherently hundreds of people's input into it as opposed to one man writing and illustrating, maybe getting input from uh Scott Alley uh, or like and his a, colorist. Yeah. Like, like maybe a handful inker. of people also saying like, what about this? Or, or like take it in this direction. And then still going right back to Mike Mignola's who's able to change it. It's still filtering through him. Yes. Ultimately this is like one person's str- like super focused version of a character uh, as opposed to like, you know, fucking camel by committee kind of like fit, you know, hundreds yeah. of people working on one on this for one sure. Movie. And I mean, they're, they're, so they're we would be... say that they always goes through a director, but yeah, again, yeah, that is a different mind than I Mike think so, but I think, I think even directors need to like for movies, like they're trying, like they have studios, Mignola, like his stuff never feels like it's getting pumped out for anything. Like it doesn't feel like he's, in it to make money which ultimately i think movies are there for i mean totally. uh, he makes money with hellboy i'm sure but like i never get the feeling that it's anything other than him really wanting to tell a story as opposed to you know a million other factors when somebody's making a movie oh yeah there's not a director can be like a you can have art in mind but you still have to answer to the people who are giving you money to make this thing you are 100 right so that's why it feels like it feels like they're just two separate um what the fuck word am I looking for? Like formats, you know, oh, like yeah. a, a different medium and mediums. Yeah. Two completely different mediums. You're never going to have one match up with the other. I don't think. And I think it's part of us as fans speaking to that. Mm-hmm. We have to take more lenient, like under have better, like understanding of that. Just need to like acknowledge it. Like, like I'm it's fine. Like, if we all a movie like, can still be amazing. It's still like, Oh, you know, all of these people made this amazing thing. Like there are obviously great comic book movies that I love, but it's like, you just have to have that in your mind where it's like, Oh, a lot of people brought this to me or one person essentially brought this to me. Yeah. And I think we just think like, we can all like have our opinions and be like, well, this isn't what I like. I yeah. personally is not for me, but there's a lot of been ranting about like how bad this movie's going to be. And I'm just like, yeah, I think we need to take a step back and be like, we haven't seen it yet. We're yeah. only seeing snippets of it. And it's not the comic, of course. And yeah. And also give it that break. It's yeah. not going to be what it's not going to be your version of it. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I talked to a friend of mine and we were like talking about that, how like, we would rather have the misstep than have somebody come in and be like, well, I'm just going to take exactly the page up and put it on film and have something in our opinions, like where you gave a movie to Frank Miller and you're like, great. Now it's just, yeah, you, you recreated the thing on screen, but it didn't. Yeah. Did it change anything for us? Yeah. Like I'm not saying, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be harsh on Sin City. I'm just saying when you Frank Miller eventually like, became a director it was like it became like without someone like robert rodriguez who's actually a director you're like 
It wasn't what wasn't it didn't turn out well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um one last quote um before we look at those posters. He says, We didn't want to retell the original, the first Hellboy book, because Del Toro had uh, had done that. So looking for a new entryway into the Hellboy world and taking this big three book arc going to that story gave us a new place to start and it gave us a large story. So hopefully after this film, we can continue in this big arc that I established in the comics. So that's speaking of the wild hunt and what cool. are pulling it from. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Like with they, I think they did the smart thing similar to like what they did with the Tom Holland Spider-Man. They're like, people don't want to just have you retell them something they already seen. Let's yeah. find a different, as he says, entry point. Nice. Which is great. Yeah. Um, a lot said about Hellboy 2019 today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's look at these. They released two new posters. Uh, I just wanted to take a look at them. Um, I will repost these as well. Our listeners definitely have... Uh, most likely seen these. Yeah. One, the first one I'm looking at right now is one where it shows Hellboy holding up Excalibur in his hand on a giant mountain, also with his gun in his hand, with a big red lightning coming either out of his, out of the sword. Just like striking in the sword, I guess. Yeah, or striking. So but you see it kind of striking around in the... He's like lifting it up to get struck by lightning and it's also on fire. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's just there's a face in the clouds. Yeah, through the light, made through lightning and a little bit of fire. It looks like from the flames. Yeah, My- I'm trying to like make this out because I'm I'm seeing that it's like super distinct. I feel. I don't oh, know. I see. I see. I see. I okay. think it's him. If I analyze yeah, it, I think it's you're right. him because this circular area that's his horn that's cut off, and then you get this. It's like him in profile. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little silly. Uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Because it doesn't like, if it's him, it mounts to nothing. It's like, yeah, okay. It would almost be cooler if it was just a lightning bolt coming I down. think it sh- should just be that. I think they're trying honestly, too hard. And it, I, I didn't really see it immediately at first either. And I feel like typically I can like see shit like that. Yeah. When it's further away, right. it's more. Yeah. You can really little, see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clearly <laughs> supposed to be him in like three quarter kind of profile. But being him is nothing. It's like, yeah, okay. Why? Yeah. Because if it was like his dad, maybe. But then like, I'm Your like. posters have not been great. For they're not. Man. They are. I 100% agree. <laughs> the posters <laughs> have. God damn it. Whoever's behind the marketing, do better. I really do appreciate a bit better. the idea of this one. Because like, I mean. Um, Again, just simplify it though. As you said, yeah. like just be a lightning bolt. Just have it be like some badass lightning bolt or. You know, or the flame. Just have the fucking sword on fire. Yeah, it looked cool in the trailer, like with the fist coming up. Like there's like I feel like this is ambitious in a way that like didn't hit the mark. Yeah, it's like what? Because it's a little confusing. It's like oh, he's make is it bigger? He's oh, like what's that? This is his power, I guess. Up in yeah, the air, right, huh? I don't know, man. Because I think it's confu- It's it's confusing for us that know him, and also I think audience that don't know are like, what? I guess he can make himself. A big, big electrified. Is he like a Power Ranger? Oh, man. Is he going to have like a big, vo- what are those fucking things called? What were they? Oh, the a morph- Zord? A Zord? Is he going to have bring down a, a little Hellboy Zord? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just not quite. I'm being very harsh. But it's like, I just, why, why bother? It's like, yeah. I, I know that like, 
I, I know there's like a sci- so there's like a science to like how they design posters too, which I'm sure has gone into this shit. So like the idea of having like a hidden image in a poster usually is something that people like companies will strive for because it's like it's just effective marketing because then as the viewer, I'm seeing it and I'm finding the face and it's like, oh, I'm a little serotonin squirting into my brain because now I, I've recognized this thing and I'm like smart and I solved this puzzle. Right. So that's like a thing that like people consciously do sometimes when making posters. So like maybe that's what they were going for, but it's just like once you see it, it's like, oh, well, why? It's not so hidden either. Yeah, it's not. Because like you're bringing to mind when the first Captain Marvel, do you remember when the first Captain Marvel poster dropped? Yeah. It was very simple. It was like her walking through a hang- as a hanger open. Yeah. But then everybody started catching that in the shadows on the like the left hand side, the cat there was the cat. Yeah. Which is a, a a staple from the comic book and so forth. The cat is now has its own character poster. Yeah. And I mean, I do not like character posters except for that one. I think it's <laughs> yeah, so funny. It's very funny to have a cat. <laughs> but it's like that was hidden enough that it was like it didn't distract you. Yeah. It wasn't. It was never meant to be a focal point. It's just a little fun Easter egg for like people who are like. Oh, I'm astute and I noticed yeah. this. How cool. I'm like, check this out <laughs> to get you talking about it. Like, so that's what it should be. But I think that yeah. didn't quite hit it. Didn't hit it at all. Yeah. Sorry. And then, and then Darkness Calls, I think, is confusing too, because I I don't I mean, I get it's a cool catchphrase, but it also is a reference to it directly to a story. To a story yeah. When I like, I did Google it and saw that it was a like a story yeah. that came up, but you know, I'm trying not to super spoil shit for myself. Yeah, try not to, but it's yeah. okay if you do. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll happen, but it'll I will hold up. Yeah, yeah. Darkness calls just seems very. I don't know it, and it doesn't seem like it's not enough of a tagline to me to like intrigue me about that movie. I think it just needs to stand alone. Yeah, I mean, their taglines have been a little corny. Mess Moving with up. the devil, you get the horns. Oh God, <laughs> I'm glad you just immediately said it. <laughs> As soon as you it's, said that, I was like, yep. Yeah. I mean, this is the second poster we're looking at, uh, which is just a full on Hellboy again with full horns, the flaming crown, sort of just with the sword on its, it's, he's holding it down on its tip and he's just covered in flames. It's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's I have fine. anything terrible to say about the design of this other than, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it gets you, gets you just to, it's simple. It just shows you exactly what you're probably going to get into. Yeah. I just, remove, remove that fucking tagline. Yeah. It's so much about, it's so, it's so just much. just trying to add so much onto it. Like, like it's almost like somebody saying, somebody in marketing was like, this looks great. Yeah. And then some other asshole that was either too has high to justify up, their job and yeah, has to add something. Yeah. It came in and it was like, no, it's not enough. Yeah. Put this in it. Yeah. And they had like a bunch, they, they had a day where they just threw out a bunch of these and this is the fucking one they chose. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just yes. screams of somebody who's like, has nothing to do with the movie being like, yeah. he's got horns. So make it something with horns, make it a thing with horns and then like, we'll spitball it. And it's like, just stop. Like this, it's, it's completely different, but I was looking to buy a watch. Right. And I just wanted a very simple watch. And so many watches just have so much shit going on, like crazy yeah, extra, extra doodads. I'm like, dude, some of I them have three clocks. Yeah, some of them have like it's like so many. Yeah, like little crazy diving watches, and like they're thick as shit, and they got like they just look huge. And I'm like, I just want a simple like that's what it's like. Just streamline it. Just make it one thing to look at. Right. 
I don't know. I mean, a ton of movie posters have little stupid catchphrases like this. I, I'm not going to. It's, it, you know, this is some the only work. movie poster to look like this. So, yeah. But like some movie posters like fucking cool. I wish we could get like Drew Struzan up on this. Like, have you ever seen his like. Did you know he just came out of retirement for. There was a movie that just. Got, oh, really? I think it's How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, Just cool. he came out of retirement for it. Oh, that's so Don't cool. ever watch the documentary about him, by the way. Is he an asshole? No, it's just boring as fuck. Oh, I think he I has watched. A, I actually has, watched the beginning of that. He has a good story, but they just, it's so bland. It's only interesting to somebody who I think paint, because he was talking about like when he was, him and his wife were poor and he would have to like choose between buying paint or food. And that's why he worked with like thin paint. But that's like, interesting. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> that's very interesting, but it's presented, that documentary presents to you as if he's reading it. It's the equivalent of me reading it in a book versus this is a documentary. Why are you not like visually showing me like somehow this journey of this man who makes a brilliant posters? Honestly, he might be a dull guy. <laughs> we'll make the, don't person. make a dull documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not our fault. <laughs> There's a great, if you just want to see, instead of a boring documentary, the art of Drew Struzan is like this awesome, huge book that like, he yes. taught, like, it's just, uh, you know, he wrote little bits from it. And I don't know if somebody helped him write it or whatever, but it's not bland. He like talks about his process and it's fucking cool. And he talks about like interference from like company like the movie companies and like how like, certain bad posters are like really prevalent like tons they get used a ton well he did a star wars one that they fuck it's f famously known the very first star wars one they fucked with and it made it look bad yeah it's like they added on additional things on the side and it yeah, looks like terrible they try to put because on, of them like he's very critical of doing one that's just the heads of the stars where like if you look at a lot of movie posters it's just like five heads copy and pasted together and he'll do portraits of the stars of the movie, but he'll like incorporate them into like other scenes from the movie or shit like that. Like it's not just big heads. Yeah, totally. His posters are iconic yeah. and absolutely dynamic. Like they are so fun to look at. Even, even his re when they really released star Wars for like the special editions, yeah. his versions of the so three cool. of the original star Wars are amazing. Yeah. And then like probably the, and this is controversial for all the nerds out there. The best part of the fucking prequels are his goddamn posters. I bet a lot of nerds <laughs> would agree with you on that. <laughs> I mean, and I'll say that there's some good story potential in all I'll of those. I'll watch those stupid movies if oh, they're on TV. Though, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to sit down and watch them if they're on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. I own all of them. Yeah. I own all of them. When the new Star Wars comes out at the end of this year, I will at some point, either before or after I see episode fucking nine, I will rewatch all of them. Yeah. And I will and I will watch the prequels what and I will fun. make fun of them. What a fun day. And be like, these are fucking hollow. Yeah. And they're fun to watch because they are fucking terrible. There are certain <laughs> things about the movie that are still like. And Phantom Menace is the best out of all three. Even if for all the dark that Revenge of the Sith goes for, the Phantom Menace sadly is the best story wise. There's so much goofy shit going oh, on. Oh, there's so much goofy shit, but it structurally has a better story than all the rest. That's interesting. I'm uh, going to have to rewatch it. Uh, <laughs> do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love when I get heated with movies. People, yeah, yeah. Usually there's somebody telling me to be quiet. Like, <laughs> too loud, too loud. Um, <laughs> but that's why we're here. We're fanning out. Yeah, you that's should look up that uh, How You Train Your Dragon. There's a I just new, did, yeah, as you were talking it, about it. It looks, looks beautiful. so cool. It's gorgeous. I mean, he's just amazing. Yeah, he knows. I mean, and if you haven't seen those movies, 
go watch them. They're, they're awesome. fucking great. They're really great. I'm blown away at how good those movies are. So cute. Um, great. Um, we went long on this segment. We did, and we I love really it. Did I did? I love to. it. We are gonna take even a, for us. <laughs> yeah, even for us. I mean, but there was a lot to talk about. Sure. And we're in the year of the movie, so mm. fuck it. We're gonna talk a lot about it. Yeah. As we get closer, for sure. I mean, I'm not. I won't. I would be surprised if there's not a second trailer that gets dropped. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, we're going to take a break briefly, but before we go to our break, um, I would love for you, Kate, to give them the second ever segment known as hashtag right hand of draw. <laughs> so oh, wait, okay. I can't remember what I think that's for email. Damn it! I already <laughs> forgot the sound We've effect. We messed up our guitar riffs. You need a little soundboard in here. Um, so right the, draw. Yeah, the first one, you draw on the Hellboy mobile, whatever version of that makes you happy. And I bet you we loved them. Yeah, because <laughs> we haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to see. Um, and then the so for the second one, it'll um. I'm just going to have it be BPRD breakfast. So whatever you interpret that as it could be Hellboy's adult version of his pancakes breakfast. It could be whatever Abe eats for breakfast, you know, whatever. I already have an idea as soon as you (laughs) said that and I have to write it down before. Yeah, write it down. You'll forget. You'll honestly, you'll forget. forget. I, I have to write everything down. My brain doesn't work right. So yeah, BPRD breakfast. It could be all of them in a diner after a mission it could be one of them in their little breakfast nook or wherever i love it a fucking breakfast burrito on the street you know it doesn't have to be a whole scene it could just be whatever it is to you guys um and i look forward to seeing what those are bprd breakfast bprd breakfast yeah that is our second ever hashtag (laughs) right hand of draw remember um you can email them to us of course a crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com or just post them on your Instagram, tag us yeah. with uh, tag us at Aw Crap Hell, a Hellboy Podcast. Include the hashtag Right Hand of Draw. Also, if you want to include Half Half Demon Hero, we will find those. We will repost them on our feed so our anybody that follows us and so forth can see your great art and then yeah, in get the hopes some of you some little followers. Continue. Yeah, because you guys are uh, we love you as listeners and we love the art that we see yeah. when we scroll through the Instagram. Also, if you're like, oh, I'm not a great artist, like you're probably a lot better than you think you are. Check and- out what I've what I <laughs> what I've done on this segment. It's not going to be great. Just have fun <laughs> with it. Like I want to see. I don't. I I don't need to see like fully complete amazing pieces of art. If you like have a sketch or you're like, I think this is funny. Send please send it to us. I I just want to see. And it doesn't even it have to be. Dr- I mean, I'm I'm gonna go as far as again. We joked about the mobile. Somebody turned their car into it. Do that. Yeah. Go off a different medium. Trace the Batmobile and then stick Hellboy specifics on yeah. it. If you want to do a collage to do these, go for it. Dude, that would be do cool. Do sculptures. Do whatever. <laughs> but we just call it right hand to draw because we expect everybody to draw. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the medium is comics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but great. That's a wonderful B again, BPRD breakfast. Um, we are going to take a quick break when we, we return, we're going to jump right into chapter three and four issue, um, three and four of conqueror worm. 
Hey. Whoa. Stop. Hey, now, I know what you're thinking. This is an advertisement, and I want to hit that little button that goes forward 15 seconds. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. We got to tell you about our podcast, TV Tunes. It's great, and you're going to love it. I'm David. I'm John. We host a podcast uh, where every week a new guest comes and talks about their favorite cartoon from their childhood. Yeah. Join us on Campfire Media as we become your new favorite podcast. It's going to happen. Now you can fast forward because we're done, right? Yeah. The other podcast you're listening to. Whoa. (laughs) Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half demon hero with me, Mark David Christensen. I mean, Kate Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for sitting with us through that long segment about <laughs> yeah. Hellboy. Hour countdown. seven of Conqueror Worm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hour seven of Conqueror Worm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought we just went, Jesus, I thought we went long on Countdown to Hellboy 22. It's nighttime outside Seven with Conqueror Worm? No, we're now entering into uh, chapter three and four of Conqueror Worm. So let's go for it. Go for it, kid. Oh, and also should mention, so the original um, four-issue miniseries was published in May to August of 2001. But there, when it was reprinted later, uh, it was inclu- It included a nine-page epilogue in Hellboy Volume Five: Conqueror Worm, February two thousand two. So we're going to cover the epilogue today. So just thought I would mention that. That's great. Yeah. So basically, where we left off, Hellboy escaped the clutches of that uh, of the gorilla, mm-hmm, the Karafi. Yeah. However you say that. And. Uh, he encountered an alien who gave him a little box to imprison this evil uh, that That's about the to, Nazis uh, okay. are trying to bring back to Earth. They sent up their, you know, Nazi Einstein uh, dying slash dead to be an empty vessel for these creatures. And mm-hmm. he's expected back any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Literally any second any now where second, we left off. Like in seconds, yeah. <laughs> and then um, he's there. He's approaching. So that's where we left off. And then chapter three opens up with a cool like wide shot of this like crazy purple aura, this like glow from Hunt Castle. Um, I love there's a big bright light coming off like the big empty space in the castle, like where it clearly looks like that's crashed. Yeah, like where there's like the chasm from the explosion from last time. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so we have Roger talking to Hellboy, asking about how the this like little prison will work. He's like, not really sure, but let's go use it. So they go run into the depths of the castle again. I really love the coloring real fast on Hellboy right here because we're getting even the purple sort of consuming everything right now and the darkness. So I just love this like subdued red on Hellboy in this first page. Yeah. So pretty. It's very nice with this like green glowing kind of like prison that he's holding in his hand too. Yeah. It's like brick red. And then, yeah, then this like, you know, lightning bolts are shooting out through love or some sort of like energy bolts Mm -hmm. are shooting through the, through the entire castle. Um, Roger's like storm's going to tear this castle apart. Um, And then we see, uh, we see a, Oh my god! But I love yeah. Um, Von Clemp. Von Clemp. But like right before, they love Hellboy's response to to uh, uh, Roger, just because you know, just a little bit of that. Like I I've seen it before. Yeah. It's like 
on top of that storm, he's like, I bet that's the least of our problems. He's yeah, like, right. nah, I got a box that's for some something. So I think we're fucking, you know, you're facing something nothing. bad when it's like, <laughs> oh, the place we're in is going to be torn apart by a storm is on the is lower on the priority list. <laughs> yeah. than whatever's happening over here. We see like the Nazis just like basically frozen in awe of whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Von Klemt tells his granddaughter to put on his, or her gas mask. And she does as instructed. And then we see the ca- the capsule pretty much whole, surrounded by this like crazy Kirby-esque energy. Yeah. And, um, you know, the hatch springs open. Ah, crap. We get a good ah, crap from <laughs> yeah. Hellboy here. I um, love also right before his ah, crap, yeah. the, uh, Inger, her like, oh, my, or my God, yeah. that close up on her and her mask, her little, uh, the mat or gas mask. She's kind of coming to appreciate what's happening here. Like she's a killer, but she's, I I don't know if she, even she knew what she signed up for here. Yeah. The weight of things is about to hit. Yeah. And then, yeah, we see Hellboy thinking like, Oh, why do I think we're too late? And then this like crazy, like green, I guess like gas, this like heavy kind of gas escaping from the, from the capsule surrounding all the other Nazis changing them. And turning them into these like hardened husks almost is what it looks like. To yeah, me. totally. It looks like all at first I like I imagined it being like mud or something. Yeah. Then hardening into stone yeah. almost. Yeah. Just like I imagine. Yeah. Like a sort of like drying out clay almost. Yeah. And then, you know, Von Klemp's loving it. He's cracking up. <laughs> it's a cool yeah. breeze. Come to wipe away the sins of man. And he's like ready for the worm. And then we see Inger. Feeling that like that hesitance is really coming out. Like, what have I done? What have I done? Um, and then she turns to see like Hellboy like tapping her. Gotcha. <laughs> you. Like that's such a cool shot. Yeah, the you and that energy coming off of him. Mm-hmm. It's like blasting him with it. Yeah. What have you done with my ape? <laughs> I love he's just concerned about he his coffee. He just loves that. Uh, he's like more than anybody. <laughs> Kriegoff. Like, I guess, I don't know. Kriegoff, Kriegoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see them like, so they're starting to go at it. And then here's Lobster Johnson again. We kind of lost track of him at the end of the, of the second issue. Yeah, because he's just sort of appeared and then disappeared again. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, go help it. Like, Lobster Johnson, never mind him for now. Your fight is up here. So he's instructing Roger the to destroy the space capsule. And he basically refuses to help him. He says, uh, we'll do it together. No, this battle is yours alone. Prove yourself. Yeah, it's a great shot of him, too, that close-up on Lobster saying that. Yeah, he's got, like, the cool, you know, circular eye kind of shapes here. Mm -hmm. like Just awesome Mignola sort of uh, signatures. Yeah, and the Dave Stewart coloring of the eyes and the darkness and shadow and everything, and it's perfect. And I love, he's like, what about the girl? And a great Lobster response. Trust me, (laughs) she will pay. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And Good then, enough. Yeah. And then this like ancient language that we know that we have associated with like the dragon and everything yes. is like coming out. It's like here, you know, and then this um kind of like humming, I imagine, coming from the, yeah. 
what formerly Nazi shapes. Do you think it's a call and response right here? Like, yeah, I think it's no, no, ra ra, om, no, no, om. When I say no, when I say no, ra, you say om. I imagine it's that fun. Yeah, it's real fun right now. Yeah. The, oh man, this is so cool. And then, yeah, we see Hellboy's a little distracted because Von Klempt is fucking zapping him with some other awful energy. Yeah. He's like, son of a. And then ripping out of those like husks. Oh, uh, yeah, these big. These big, crazy reptilian kind of things that we've They're like reptilian, but also ape in the mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. Very for cool sure. design. It's, I mean, it's like Mignola's favorite thing to do, like have these crazy, like mandible jaw sort of looking yeah. things. With like cool, it's like scales and ape-like, you know, froggish crouching legs. kind of. Yeah, it's really cool. I wanted to point out real quick because you you pointed out like Kirby Crackle, and I think it's interesting to see even Kirby Crackle with a different color right there in the middle of this page. We have all yeah. this green, and then with Hellboy being like electrified by this power yeah. from Von Klemp, it's very cool to see Crackle. Just in a different color. It yeah. just gives it a different I think it's feel. also like distinguishing like this is happening over there and that's happening over yes. here. Like kind of a thing. Great where, yeah, to distinguish space very easily. Yeah, just to avoid like any confusion. It's really like straightforward storytelling, you know, and like, yeah, oh, it's just so cool. And then Roger just has to go up against all these guys, whatever manner of creatures you are. You would best stand aside and then love that confidence. Fucking yeah, buddy. Follow and he certainly like follows through. You are no match for me. Starts knocking out these Wonk. <laughs> ape frogs. Um, so we know like this. Roger can hold his own against these guys. Oh, and also like the obviously like reminds me of the ape men that we saw with Rasputin in like the you know back in. Oh yeah, the reptilian the the Cavendish Cavendish Hall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. Yeah, then we cut down to, like, the bowels of this castle where we see Inger, like, running. Um, no more of this. My fa- uh, my grandfather's gone mad. And she's, like, just now kind of realizing that. Yeah. Again. Like, a little too late. Um, and then we see, like, such, like, this, like, dust and ash kind of rising up from these, like, exploded corpses and mm-hmm. um, these ghosts kind of surrounding her. I love this panel at the bottom uh of her like an image of her through a soldier's ghost i thought that's that he did that so well like just showing the outlines of the soldier with the like against the darkness of her suit i thought that was like just so cool that translucent soldier is yeah and it just it makes it clear that they are ghosts to us and it's just you get that that feel for her like yeah her fear in that moment yeah yeah, yeah, that's true too. Cause like we've seen what we presumed to be a ghost for a minute and then learned was an alien. So it's like there's a lot of shit going on in this castle. Yeah. So we have to make sure that they know that this is like the spirits of these soldiers. Um, and then they're like, oh, they're so great and creepy. Like, we died in this place. Yeah. Revenge, like calling for revenge over and over. And and this is an interesting choice. This like the block because he'll come. He'll, he'll do this again later on in this in this story. Yeah. But that skull, the soldier skull, but it's like blocked like that is just so erupt. Yeah. It's almost. I. I'm. It's almost. I mean, maybe if he's done this before a little bit with other with Rasputin a bit with him like popping in like when Hellboy would like get like a flash of him, but it didn't 
but this feels so much like a, a like it's like a splice. Yeah, it's so erupt and it's like it creates like a I can't. Speed, I'm having a hard time articulating. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think like I I totally get it. It's like she's very su- you get the idea that she's very suddenly surrounded like you see her whip her head around there's like that very subtle action line of her suddenly looking behind herself and seeing these guys and then you get the sense that she's being surrounded without like quickly without really having to see like a ton of huge shots of the entire room like it's like this claustrophobic like suddenly this thing is like occupying this whole square it's like right up in your face yeah so i think that's like how she's feeling like suddenly this soldier's corpse, you know, face, skull, like, boom, skull and then it's dark. There. Yeah. <laughs> and she's saying like, Oh God. Um, and it almost looks like she's, it almost looks like they're gone. in that last panel, like they suddenly disappear. I, I, I that's what I, I think you're okay. right. I think that's the feel it gives to me too. Like getting surrounded by them and then just left alone. Yeah. And that's haunting. Like, Oh, where are they now? Like, oh God. And she's still like, pretty surrounded in darkness and you maybe question yourself too if you even saw that yeah and then like meanwhile where (laughs) um we see more of this like ancient language just dust flying everywhere it's fucking chaos roger's battling these toad toad guys and they're getting an upper hand unfortunately yeah they're kind of they're getting the best of him he's kind of stuff flying off of him you see and they're overpowering him like in that frame and yeah, you know, it's like looking rough. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like we just see more of Von Klemt trying to overtake Hellboy. He's looming over him also. Like you like just the their position in the panel is really cool. Like yeah. he's literally like standing over him, holding him down. Um, and he he loved those apes, man. Kriegif number mm-hmm. nine burned alive. Number ten, enough with the goddamn monkeys! <laughs> so like they were monkeys. They were monkeys. His, his head is being knocked off. Apes. Up. <laughs> it's like such a dorky thing. He just he's just a scientist who loved his little apes. Yeah, he he's really like, did. Um, excuse me, apes. Actually, they were apes. <laughs> it's like enough of these monkeys. Just clocks his head right off, or his like robotic head off. Yes. Um, you guess my secret. What secret? We've met before. Like, it's I, so I funny. love this back and forth. Yeah. I know like you were just up. ahead. Yeah. As he's popping his. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're just ahead. Rips it open and there's like a cool little like Krang sort of. Very like Krang. That's great. In there to like keep his head from getting jostled. <laughs> and it's cool because then it like. It's a surprise for us because yeah. it's like we knew. We're like, oh my god, yeah, that's there's the jar. Yeah, because like you could have assumed that like, oh, he that's his head that was in a jar, and now it's his human head uh, on whatever this body is. Yeah, I didn't really expect him to be a jar inside of a torso inside of like. A I didn't. Robot. This surprised me again. It was so another it was little fun surpri- surprise. Yeah, like you knew it was him, but it was like, oh, this is a little like fun extra little detail yeah because i was like i i couldn't re- i didn't remember it and so when i was rereading it i was like oh why is it not affecting him the gas it gives him a fun and I was like, yeah Ooh. that's true and it also gives him a fun just excuse to bring back the jar because oh. it's such a fun drawing it's such a cool fun thing to draw is yeah. like this floating head in a jar <laughs> and, it can and it's zap. like well if he's not if he's human now if he's got a human body then what is his head just land in a jar when he gets his like block clocked off by Hellboy? Like, 
Like, it's cool to just have Also that a funny in. image, though, that I would be... Like, yeah, right. Whoop, whoop, splash. God damn it. Right into the jar. Right into his favorite You just wrote a really jar. funny uh, Hellboy sequence. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, uh, ahead only, but greater than you, I see you die. Von Klempt has, like, so many good lines. Yeah, his, his language is... It's not as, like... That like weird po dark poetry like um, Rasputin, right. but he's such like he has such like a articulation of his hatred. Yeah, <laughs> like like even a couple pages back he said, and it's so funny. He's like, "Now you truly feel the slings and arrows of my hate." Yeah. It's such a great. He's much more of a bombastic <laughs> like crazy villain. Like yeah, he has no poetry. He's just like. I mean, he tries to, but it comes out just yeah. bonkers. <laughs> and then Hellboy hits him right back with, how often do you have to change the water in there? Like, so funny, dude. Very good. You little fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. Creighton. <laughs> and then this cool, like, zap from, oh my God. I love that this zap. This fight is just so funny. It's a very funny fight. It's so perfectly pulpy. Like, all those yeah. things he references and says that he's, yeah. he, like, throw, throws back to. It's just, like, so apparent. Oh, love it. He's clearly been having a lot of fun, like reading that stuff. So he's incorporated a lot of it. And yeah. And then as we see Hellboy, like falling back as he's getting zapped, then we see Roger falling back. Then Hell cut back to Hellboy falling through the, through the ceiling. Finally, a true, I, when we hit this, I was like, I think that was earlier a wall. Yeah. But this is a true classic a true Hellboy fall through the floor. Crash through the floor. <laughs> and then debris falling as he as it's just his limp body falling down. God. Um the big you know, Nazi finally, flag in the background. Yeah, witnessed by the by creepy sculptures again, you know. Uh hits the ground with a boom. And then Did we mentioned uh the, the the I'm sorry, I just no. I, I I hope I didn't Missed this, but did we mention this great just cut? Similar to what I love about that page where we saw um, the the men turning into their lizard forms. Yeah. And and uh, Roger, but we had like a quick cut to Hellboy being zapped. And I love how he does this again with in the middle of the battle with yeah. Von Klempt. You have a quick cut to the green, different environment of Roger being hit back, clearly being overcome they're both yeah. losing at the same time yeah you really get it's very cinematic like you get this sense of like cutting back and forth very quickly the pacing in this issue is so great like it, he's doing he's just evolving as a as an action storyteller so yeah and much, he's had too. great pace before oh and yeah quick pace this is so much it's this it's quick but it feels so different from what has come before. Yeah. It almost feels a little more chaotic. Yeah. In a, in a good, like in a way that you're he's getting keeping that across. Me. It's very intentional. Yeah. You know, it's like, cause he's controlling the chaos. He's showing you as, as much and as often as you need to see. Like, it's cool. It's very cool. I love it. Great. Yeah. And as he falls, I love how you get a little bit of a teaser of like, there's a machine down in these catacombs or mm -hmm. further down in the castle. Ugh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just this castle is like its own creepy character. You get this like close up of one of the freaky faces at the top of this column. Um, boom. He just hits that floor hard. Just hits the floor hard. He's down in this other environment now. Meanwhile, back up in that room with the like green glowing light. Um, oh, some more some more ancient space language. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And it's clearly calling the attention of these lizard people. Yeah, they stop. They stop beating the hell out of Roger. To what turn could they be looking at? They're looking up Holy at this crazy. Shit. Like, <laughs> it's like just this massive form 
glowing with like, I don't know, almost looks like radiation from like space. You know what I mean? It looks Kinda like crazy green cocoon. Mm hmm. If you were a crude teenager, you're going to think it's a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Everything it's a giant cocoon. Phallic. Yeah. <laughs> and then he busts out of that and uh, Zagora Ma, and it's this gross little, like. Little, I, little? It's yeah, huge. It's gross, enormous, <laughs> disgusting, creepy, sl- like slithery little caterpillar. Little. Oh. I keep calling it little. But it it's is like, more caterpillarish than a, like a traditional worm. I mean, I it's, he's got like elements of like caterpillar, elements of worm, like the serpentine kind of shit. Yeah, tentacles. Like every gross thing that you wouldn't want to touch is pretty much uh, combined in this gross fucking conqueror worm. And I think this is a great place where he, the reveal of this conqueror worm, he is reinjects the repetition of the alien, what he told Hellboy. It's a great place to put him now just repeating its intention. They long to devour all light and life to make everything as cold and empty as they are themselves. And it's just a great place to start injecting that as we're like, this thing just emerged. Our hero is fucking, both our heroes are fucking overcome right now. Yeah. Oh boy. We're losing hope. Yeah. And it also, it's like a cool thing to remind uh, Hellboy in the, uh, or, you know, we know this is in Hellboy's mind as he sees what he's about to see. Um, he's like reminding the reader of this where it's like in the past, there were humans who could communicate with them. Humans of a rare sensitivity of mind. And then as Hellboy looks up, he sees this like strange scene. Um, how the pull, how um, how the dull, evil men of this place managed to do the same. I don't know. And then. We see like gathered around this table underneath this like almost like altar looking scene. Yeah. With um, a, like a person, like a saint almost on yeah, a dragon of sorts. Yeah. Saint like over a dragon. Also like their robe being eaten by the dragon. And then like people praying up to the stars. Um, but they did. And then we see gathered around this table. Um, presumably a bunch of like Nazi officers or scientists. Um, with headphones on, listening to whatever this machine is, we hear like we hear we see a little speech bubble, like very faint little indications that there's like some faraway small sound mm. coming through the headphones. Still, we hear the buzzing of the machine um, connected to this huge like cabinet kind of thing. This yeah. big wire that connects it to this giant uh-huh. whatever it is. Hellboy goes up, moves the curtain aside in front of it, and sees these heads connected to these wires, this like disgusting machine with like a crazy, like tuning fork looking thing at the top. Um, it's wild because it's so crazy. I, I, I want to know if anybody knows what this is a reference to, or if it is something because it seems so specific. It's, I mean, yeah. if it could just be a great creation by Mignola, but it's like they have in their heads, they have like carved in, I'm assuming a name. G- I mean, Jer Dom H C A M B. They're like initials or the beginnings of their names. And then I'm assuming those are years, maybe. I uh, yeah, I would. I would assume years. Years of- or like or either. Yeah, it could it could very well be years or, um, just like numbers to distinguish them as experiments. Like yeah, that's a good way me, to look at it. It makes me think of like kind of like Nuremberg trial kind of shit where they would like use human beings and like conduct fucked up experiments yeah. on people. Like 
re- the real Nazis did really fucked up shit to just see, like, to test the limits of human yeah, beings. You're probably right. And like, that's what this makes me th- where it's like, oh. if they could, you know, if this was a thing that they could have done, <laughs> yeah, they would have done. It, it wouldn't have been past a Nazi to to use the like the like psychic energy, the like minds, the preserved heads of these people who could communicate with these beings out in the stars and to hook it up to a machine to concentrate like the energy from space and like have this crazy like tuning fork, like collecting, you know, an antenna to speak to communicate with these things. Yeah. Um, And they're all just gathered around on little headphones listening to the result. It's something that they just could never achieve and they just cut the heads off people who could like, it's just very cool. It's uh, not, you know, to like a, a very like potent moving kind of representation of events that like reflect events that really fucking went down. Yeah. You're right. It's one thing to see a Nazi. It's one thing to see like Von Klempt. And like his ape, like they're super, they're so exaggerated to the point where you kind of lose sight of like the true real evil of Yeah, they're pulpy versions of the Nazis. They're very exaggerated in a way that's like entertaining. But then you do see them where they're like killing people and like like torturing people, chopping off heads and using them. Like you see these like pained faces that are in here that they've been fucking concentrating these signals from space through like it's still very exaggerated but it's also like it's fucking horrible it's like a human being used as an experiment or as a tool to get something that they want it's like a night it's like a quiet moment in the middle of all this chaos and this Mm -hmm. issue and it's broken up by i think your sentiment by hellboy straight up just saying this is the worst place on earth yeah (laughs) yeah like, and I think it's I think it's everything you're saying that history worst. of experimentation and just yeah. the evil that they're trying to bring about. Yeah, it's like they don't like they will for at any cause the like for any you know whatever it takes they're gonna try to execute their plans and it's fucked up. It's crazy. And Big then time. as he's reflecting on that, fucking <laughs> comes storming back in the huge number gorilla. ten. Yeah, number ten <laughs> comes bashing back in. Um. They start beating the hell out of each other. God damn Nazi Frankenstein monkey. <laughs> Just beating the hell out of it. Like you, you don't, don't know, know when, when to quit. quit. Just I imagine like throwing punches with each word. You know what I mean? Oh, um, this part's sort of sad too. But it's, it's it like, is sad. It's, it's like, cause he's at the end of the day, like Von Klemt cares about this gorilla, but he's like, he's another experiment. It, like eventually like the gorilla starts saying, no master, save me. Shut up and like just keeps fucking beating him now the nazis at the table are like looking yeah they have the same they have the color uh that's matching the color of the the green that's coming off of that conqueror worm and the gas and those yeah and they're like, like their they're ancient language is coming out Ugh. they you know they're like seeing it their spirits are still there too um, oh, now this is just stupid. We're like, <laughs> I love that. They're being like, like, God damn it. Another thing. It's like whatever the power, <laughs> the power of this like space being that's been out there is f- it's speaking to them and speaking to these corpses and like yeah. reanimating them. Ugh. So they're coming at Hellboy too. What the hell did you idiots do here? Screw it. What's the, and then fucking 
I love that. Where's where's that? Like, yeah. I just love Hellboy where, in that moment, still I having to go the... through his pouches. Yeah. Like, yeah, coins coming up, moving around, and then <laughs> just chucks a fucking grenade at them, and they're like, the whole scene is consumed by fire. And I love that. And again, away. another use of Kirby Crackling, but you get a different feel off of it. Yeah, just the, of that the color alone. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, it's super effective here. Um, And then back to this, like, cold stillness to the scene of um um my god inger yeah inger, inger the granddaughter of von klempt yeah and von klempt and i love he just coming up just floating up on his little uh little bubble head yeah granddaughter Scooting my up. darling how are you holding up yeah <laughs> what have you done to my man you saw and then like a little flashback she says like the gas and then von klempt kind of elaborates his breath the blessing of the outer dark they were changed by it evolved into the final great race of man so like cool this is like von klemp's like version of you know his interpretation of what that means um and it's crazy because i love his reveal of like what is actually going to take place is that it will change yeah yeah it's going to the whole conqueror worm will change man into these things so that it can just consume them yeah Ugh. evil plans and you see one of them getting consumed by the tentacles yeah, and just like drained of all life eaten. yeah and then this is like the ultimate destroyer it's only going to get bigger and she's like How, you can't control a thing like that and he's like i don't want to control it like it's it basically yeah he's like a child i would yeah. never dream of that <laughs> yeah like when he had come back and he was like he was, yeah, he was having like an existential crisis. He's like making another, you know, making another gorilla, but he's like, oh, what's it all for? <laughs> yeah. You know, a Nazi thing. Oh, what do I do with my life? What's going on? And then, like, you know, Hitler's dreams didn't work out. My other experiments in South America didn't work out. Um, all my friends were dead and gone. <laughs> and then, Something spoke to him um, saying that he's chosen. Herman von Klempt, you're chosen. Yeah, and he calls it the angel of death. Yeah. And I learned the secret at the heart of the Nazi space program. Um, you know, just that they intended for, never intended um, the uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Oming, to be alive to make any discoveries. He was meant to be dead and come back as an empty vessel, as mm-hmm. like the alien explained to Hellboy. And then, yeah, and then the worm would just destroy everything. Yeah, I love how he says the worm is meant to riot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just, he's, in his mind, cleansing. Yes. So, like, this whole idea of, like, raising cities and, you know, just wiping out everything on Earth. Um, And just, like, everybody, everything. And that would be like the end of this version of mankind, basically. He would be, that would be the end of man. Yeah, because if it destroys everything in this way, then the, the dragons will awake and then burn it all. Yeah, they'll just, they'll finish the job. Like there will be no <laughs> people anymore. And then it'll turn earth into this like fucking just charcoal brick floating in the middle of space. Yeah. And, and that, I love that image of them going through this progression of the, of the earth being destroyed. I love the final panel of the earth and just in red and black yeah. and him just saying, and that will be the end. God, yeah. like what a dark, just terrifying. 
like, and you can just hear him saying it with such pride and joy. Yeah, he thinks Ooh. it's like the best thing to. He's like, this is the solution to the sin of man or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. he's convinced himself that mankind needs to undergo. Um, and I'm just going to sit back and watch it all happen. Like he got in contact with the space with the, with Oming and now he's like reaping the reward in his mind of, of that contact. And, and then she's like, well, why the gas mask? Like, do you love me? You want me to escape? And it's like, Oh, you didn't escape necessarily you still have oh. the effects of this and like it's just to preserve you enough so that you can understand what's going on in the end um when you're ready you may join me and she takes it off and with a tear in her eye says rubazol which we've we know from the first issue is like that myth of what was coming it lived in the giant castle that would like change form mm-hmm. that monster and now she's like she I'm is that, that monster oh. yeah Love this. This is the final page, and I love this. God damn it. I mean, I, again, this podcast is all about being a broken record of praise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a, these cliffhangers on this in Conqueror Worm are unreal. What it's a so way cool. to end this issue. Just her face, her face and terror and tears over this is like, just leaves you like in awe. Just like, well, if that guy, is willing to give up her like blood. Yeah. A relation. Everything. everything. It's like, what's going to stop them at this yeah, point? Yeah. Yeah. He's Oof. like, just so you, so you can see what's going on. Like they're just kind of the epitome of evil, but they, True get, evil. they I think that Mignol is really trying to, through Ingrid here, see that she can understand the level of devastation here. She's even for a fucking Nazi who's like willing to kill people. You know, even they like each one of these characters has their reasoning. It's flawed and wrong and crazy, but it's like they have, they all have their reasons and like pretty clear wants for what, why they're here. Um, which is cool. Just cool to see. Yeah. And see how far you would go. Yeah. How far do you go to get it? And like, what, when do you, at what point do you fucking admit to yourself that you've made a fucking mistake? That this is just like not what you were, not the end goal that you were trying to get. Yeah. And she had to become a Rubenzal to to realize it. Yeah, (laughs) dude. And then. Wow. Well, we're moving right into chapter four. Go for it. Let's not stop because this is, God, this story is so. (laughs) Chugging right along. I don't know how I took time in between these because they're just, it cooks. It's so good. It's just, yeah. The pacing is so cool. And then, yeah. So it's just another quick establishing shot. We see like. Hunt Castle is getting worse and worse. Yeah, like at first it was just a cold. And not in much time too. Like what yeah. time was it when we started issue three? It, says, it hasn't been long. <laughs> yeah, it's been. It was like ten and eleven forty nine p.m. It's been just barely an yeah, hour, like half an hour. <laughs> and now it's like surrounded by this crazy green gas and fucking atmospheric nastiness, gnarliness. Yeah, and we oof. see like. Um, these tentacles surrounding um, Roger as he falls, falls it, through this hole in the floor. In the floor here, um, I think it's like yeah, it's him. Like it looks like it's levitating him almost as he right before he falls. I don't know. I, yeah, it's yeah I can't to, tell. I can't but. tell. I guess it's like they still can't. I mean, we know from reading the issue 
But like for whatever reason, the worm is not touching Roger. Yeah. And let allowing him to like fall away. Um, <laughs> he falls so fucking yeah, head dude. first. He's like limp Hard. and gets like smashed in the in like, you know, and any human would have been done for. Um, hits his head down there and just Hellboy's like, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> um, they kind of meet up with each other and like reconnect and see, you know, get the rundown of what's going on. Like, um, reptile men, but they were eaten by the worm. Um, but he tossed me aside like garbage. Uh, Hellboy telling him I wouldn't take it personally. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Where's Lobster Johnson? He was there, but he told me to battle alone. So he's like, you know, just prove yourself. Know. Yeah. I love that. Him in silhouette saying prove yourself. Yeah. And it's like he so now Hellboy is letting him know, like, hey, I've got this device from that dead alien. Um, let's go fucking use it. Let's go use it on this worm. And so, he, yeah, very epic. Here we go. Yeah, it's like, here Close we go. We got it. it. <laughs> like, we're ready to defeat him. Um, but we know, you know, it's never a great sign when it's this Close into the like, you know, there's still a lot more of this comic left to go. So oh, we'll see yeah. what happens. And like, he's holding it up. The thing seems very displeased. Oh hell yeah! Conqueror Worm seems upset. He gives like a. I love too when he comes screech. up before right before he's like, wow, yeah, wow, he's screeching. even bigger. You were right, Roger. That's a big ass worm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something's happening. I think something's gonna. And then interference from. We see just like hands beneath Hellboy, like reaching up and grasping. Yeah. The the prison is like goes flying out of Hellboy's hand. It's flying up, and then another hand comes up to grasp it. Look out, crunch. And it's fucking Herman von Klemp's body. Robot body. Robot body. <laughs> climbing up Hellboy, grabbing the prison, smashing it to bits. Through this whole sequence, too, I just again I love. David Stewart's coloring. Yeah. I, I'm at awe when he's able to let the light affect Hellboy's skin because we just notice such bright red. Yeah. But when I see it affected and like we naturally are are by light. Yeah. It's just God damn. It makes it so much more like real and it adds so much to it. I think. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I just yeah. love it. Way to go, Dave Stewart. Especially there's so many like light sources here. So like the lights bouncing off of this worm. It's also like the green energy light from the prison and then as soon as that's smashed it's gone it's right yeah. back to that like noxious green color um no god damn it that thing was working and then <laughs> he finally smashes that body into little bits like the <laughs> arms go flying the legs Bang. go flying yeah um von Klemp's there watching the whole thing from his floating you vip stupid brute you entertain me <laughs> you entertain me you son of a and then you know they just gotta haul ass out of there because this worm's coming for them you know, there's no escaping the conqueror worm. Yeah, and yes. just a close up of these like gross fucking. Oh, I don't even know what you call those. Bits. Yeah, those mouth <laughs> bits are gross as hell. Yeah. So gross, like very crab like, like arachnid slash fucking, I don't know, just squiggly. Yeah, I feel you. They're, they're, they're hairy and they're ha- yeah. hard and soft. Somewhat nipply. Yeah, Oof. they're very disgusting. Very bad. And then big um, booms from it. Yeah, booms underneath, and then. Um, I mean, that's this boom is this thing is destroying this castle. Yeah. It, there's debris falling from the. It's like the writhing ceiling. around up there. It's like any minute now, it's going to be rubble. And then we see Inger. She's looking 
at something and asks, are you the angel of death my grandfather spoke of? And we see an old friend. Yeah, our old buddy Rasputin coming like, of course your fingerprints are on this. Like, yeah. Um, perhaps, you know, he's like lurking around in the shadows as he's wont to do. God, I his his progression of Rasputin is beautiful because yeah. what a what a flaw. We'll, we'll get more to it as we go. But yeah, just him, even as she's like, are you a ghost? Of this place, he's just immediately, and we'll find that this is very wrong of him. He's yeah. just so deluded that he just says back, a ghost? Certainly I'm a more than that. Yeah. As he's glowing blue and silhouette and that. Yeah. And where he died, it's still like a flame coming out from Yeah, this his like chest. blue energy coming out of there. Ugh. Yeah. And then he kind of has a back and forth with her, like, Tiv. Rasputin at this point, he still must be like, my plan is an action. Like I spoke to Von Klempt, convinced him that he was chosen, got these wheels in motion to do all this shit. There's all this Zinco equipment everywhere. Like he's all over this. Like this is yeah. still like to him, one of his plans in the works. Um, yeah. So he's, they're kind of going back and forth, like talking about death. I'm well acquainted with it. I'm a killer. Um, but it was always for a reason. We get like a little more background into Inger, like to build. And then you see these like Nazi flags, like to build the Reich. Um, to yeah. realize a dead dream. But now I see it's really dead. Um, and we are nothing but food for the conquering worm. And um, then we get Rasputin's just kind of reply to her about like the worm being kind of this like way to re re ignite the human race. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like this to him, it's like this cycle of humanity talking about like the initial, you know, pre-human race of hyperboreans that uh, mankind's golden age. And we see these like ancient structures and then they were destroyed and then humans came about and created their, like did all these amazing feats with Atlantis, like, yeah, Lemuria, Sumeria, Babylon, yeah. He's Who very like, professing all of that. Yeah, Egypt. We see like Egyptian sort of sculpture to yeah. signify those ancient to signify civilizations. Like different, different times of greatness for humanity, where they've like come back and then been like killed away by something, but never fully died out and coming back. Mm-hmm. So to him, he's saying like. To her, he's saying that she is in fact like a, a chosen one. I mean, he loves to just fucking tell people that they're the yeah. chosen one. He's like manipulating people all he the gets time. Gets off on manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> but he like he's pretty convincing in this because he's like, you're basically your humanity's next step. You're the next step in human evolution, kind of. Um, your grandfather's insane. That makes him blind. Where he's like reasoning with her she knows that her grandfather's insane so he's like getting on that level and yeah but yeah he has a grander thing because his the grandfather ends at like then it will be the end mm-hmm. and now Rasputin's saying like yeah they're gonna come the the Agru Jihad will break out of its prisons they'll burn the earth kill everything true but out of all that death out of the ashes new life and a new race of man yeah this guy's very Ian Malcolm I'm just gonna say chaos theory yeah. Especially with these visuals, with the egg breaking open, little dinosaur yeah. hand. Just saying, I'm 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 seeing Jurassic Park right here. Out. Yeah, uh, these like new kind of crazy in a new world. world. Yeah, yeah. 
um, saying that Ragnarok isn't just the end. It's life finds a way. And the seed of rebirth is in you. So go ahead. That's not the end. And I love this. I just love him saying this is Ragnarok. Not only an end, but a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Go boldly into your future. And she's in front of these like ghosts of soldiers that died there too. And then, meanwhile, the worm is destroying. (laughs) The worm is conquering. (laughs) Um, Roger gives us a little, this is going badly. (laughs) This is going very badly. (laughs) Yeah, they're using up their last grenade. The worm swats it away with a disgusting tentacle. God, what a fun moment. Yeah. I think they sort of maybe played that up in the movie and it's better here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As per usual. I love it. Bats it back at Roger and Hellboy. It explodes. (laughs) Quick little shot back to Inger with her like flame above her head. And I wonder if that's like an because of her t- being touched by Rasputin and I his think words. So, yeah, something like that. Very cool. And then, yeah, he's like bugging out the. <laughs> I also love after that he's like, "Oh crap!" Boom. His response to getting up is like, "Well, that didn't work." I'm starting to get pretty concerned. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just that funny. Like, let me cut this down, even though like it looks. Like, very dire. Yeah. (laughs) I'm starting to get pretty concerned. Yeah. It's like, funny. Still, like, underwhelmed. Roger's like, listen, this is going to hit people. And then it's going to, it's already so much bigger just from eating those Nazis. It's going to be really bad news. And then Von Klempt is heckling them, fucking peanut gallery, (laughs) screaming down at them. And then, as he's, then he's like getting wrapped up in this tentacle. And to defend himself, he gives him a little zap. And like, ha, 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 escapes, like yeah. flies away. <laughs> um, but not going unnoticed by Hellboy because he's like, did you see that? That laughing head flew away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, before that, the spark. So they're figuring it out like, oh, OK, this thing doesn't like electricity. And, that, and you, what why, do you have in you? Yeah, you have all the electricity from this shock place. Fl- you're a big battery. So <laughs> it, of course, didn't want anything to do with you. Um. And so he's asking, like, Roger, can you, like, bring that out again? Um, like, when you put Liz's life back into her. And Roger's like, yeah, I can do that, but I'll become an empty vacuum. And we know that this thing is looking for a host body. So that would be, that would mean it would enter me. Um, and Hellboy's like, you know what, forget it. Forget it. Like, something else. And he he's, wants to think of a different plan. Roger's like... Listen, I it's a good plan. Remember that I'm not really human. Oh, what I think the sequence is beautiful. Yeah, it's it really just touching. really is bringing everything back from the beginning. Yeah, issue really one, good. where it's like that was such a good in the beginning to give us that. It was great to have us to help us make our own decision about Roger to see like the level of sacrifice that he's willing to make, and yeah, it's just really cool. So it cuts back to um, in the BPRD of Tom explaining, like, you know, he's considered expendable. He's not human. Yeah. And I love the red. Yeah. The choice of that red for some reason is just very powerful to stand out for a flashback. Yeah. In like Hellboy's mind. Yes. And then he says, uh, you're a better man than I, Gunga Din, which is like from a, the, have you ever read Gunga Din? It's like a poem about. British soldiers in India and like this Indian water, like this guy who like would carry water went into the, like an Indian prisoner, basically this guy who would like 
the British soldiers would like smack him around and mess with him would like go into the into danger and like to give people water. Oh, so, like, I've, I've heard that thing, from. but I didn't know the story. I think the author is pretty racist. He's like pretty. <laughs> it's not like a great poem or anything. Right. But like, I think it's like the whole idea of it being like. Roger was considered less than human. Gunga Din was considered less than the British soldiers and still showed this like level of bravery right. beyond that of like, yeah, beyond that of what would be expected of somebody who was considered higher. Right. So like, I think that's why that's put there. Oh yeah. That totally makes sense. That's yeah. great. Thank you for informing me. Oh yeah. Gunga Din. Um, and I love this picture. Rudyard of- Kipling, I think is the, ah. hold on. I really love though, as you look that up, like this yeah, frame of, of the silhouette of, of Roger jumping uh, with the, with of course the the conqueror worm just in full form behind yeah. him, just massive, bigger than ever. It's just like, jeez, you woof. He like grabs onto him, and then we see immediately it starts working. Like the electricity from inside Roger is just like filling this worm with energy. He's turning like white hot. Roger's like screaming. Mm. Hellboy's trying to just exist in this rubble. Yeah. Fucking bolts of energy, bolts of lightning shooting out through the worm, destroying it. Starts it smoking. Leaving this like smoking, disgusting, and, like. Yeah, corpse. you can smell it on the page. Yeah, it's really, it looks so nasty. And I love this quick, again, it's the second time we've seen this panel. Yeah. Of this, this quick insert of Lobster Johnson in his yeah. face. And it's so effective. He's witnessing the whole thing. Or it's like, is that in his mind too? Similar to like, is that what Roger's sort of getting? Oh, Roger thinking because, like, I'm proving myself. Yeah, He's and seeing that flash oh, of yeah. Lobster Johnson and him going, you're proving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, I, it's so, it's framed. It's like a picture frame in the middle of the space. That's a great it's point. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I think you're right. Where, yeah, cool. he's like recalling that. And then he falls away totally depleted. He has like no energy, thuds to the floor. And you'd think this might be the end. Mm-hmm. This is again another thing that's great and surprising about Mignola's storytelling. This could be the end of the story. Like, yeah. you did it. And yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And then we get more of the Edgar Allan Poe poem. Um, uh, oh, this is yeah. like sad. <laughs> this it's the end so of this sad. poem. Yeah. Um, so let me see this. Um, yeah. Mimes in the form of God on high, <gasps> mutter and mumble low, and hither and thither fly. Mere Muppets they, who come and go at bidding of vast formless things that shift the scenery to and fro, flapping from out their condor wings. And then we see, uh, real quick, Rasputin, we see the alien, invisible woe, and like Oming, the destroyed yeah. castle, just in ruin. Um, we see like the dead, you know, Dr. Oming's corpse. We see like just... The it's all the pieces that yeah. have built to this, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, Hellboy comes out. You did it, pal. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> kind of giving you like what would be the typical ending, like you were saying, like yeah. oh, he could have ended it now. And it's like, oh, Roger, speak to me. And when he does speak, he's got the voice of those space creatures, yeah, those, like ancient ones. Um, yeah, the green no! glow in his eyes, the green speech bubble. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like trying to help Roger, like, come on, you can fight it. And like it's going back and forth between 
the space creature and Roger like screaming. It's like he's clearly in pain because it's inside him. Yeah, he's like, it's like too difficult to fight. And he's like, you just have to hang on till we get you down. Or he's like, no, Hellboy, you have to do it. You have to destroy me. Do it. Do it now. And then he's like scared of what's going to happen. He's like, he's like what it'll do. Like, you have to do this while, while you can actually stop it. Hellboy's thumb is hovering over the trigger. And he closes it. Like, that's such good timing for yeah. that Yeah. And just the tension coming off of Roger and his yeah. just dialogue of just doing it. Do it. Yeah, click. Yeah. Hell, but you have to. Yeah. No. It becomes like, it starts like it's such a loud moment and then it just gets quiet with him closing that mm-hmm. and choosing not to do it. Yeah. You've done a lot of amazing crap in the last couple hours. You're tough. You can hang on until we get down to the Bureau, uh, to the Bureau guys. I can't. You can't. He can. Oh, and, he can't from yeah. the, from the off. Oh, he can't. Oh yeah, he can't. <laughs> no, whoops, sorry. Opposite. <laughs> he can't. Get out of here, head. I'll deal with you later. Like, just had it up to here with this guy. Uh, God, please. Yeah. He's just giving him some more of his fucking vitriol or ignorant, ignorant troll. troll. Like, just still bothering them. Um, you're broken. You're lost. You've lost everything. Uh, the angel of death has spoken. Screw you, Von Klempt. Like, just yeah. over it. Roger's starting to speak in the language again. Like, you're, like, wondering, like, oh, no, is it going to, he's going to, like, start leaning towards that. And then. Uh, this is really creepy because he calls him darling or, is he, or the conqueror worm darling. He's like, yes, my darling, come forth, worm, and do your work. I'm ready to die. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's just such a creep. And then. Creep Roger in a bottle. Tur- yeah. Just a big <laughs> creep in a jar. And then he's like, Roger turns to him. Hellboy's wondering, Roger. Um, yeah, his face is showing concern. Like, what's up? What's, yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> I, uh, you want to die? No, no, not like this. I want to see the worm, the worm. And then Roger jumps down, like doing a huge, big s- sacrificial kind of thing again, like leaping could be to his death, but he's doing it to finally kill Von Clem. And yeah. all this is being witnessed by Inger. She's like watching on. Um, I don't even know if she... I, I'll be honest. I don't think she's watching. Oh, she's I, elsewhere. I think she's elsewhere still mourning her, her situation. Cause I just, only reason I say that is because the cut to makes it very clear. She's in a different place. Oh, like you're right, they, you're what, right. which has been consistent through the whole. Yeah. She's been piece. elsewhere in the castle. Yeah. yeah. And like you cut to her and you're like, Oh, and in the, vo- and the voice bubble sort of coming down. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe she's there she can still above. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That makes total I sense. I love it. And then you see, Finally, this fucking jar gets smashed. Yeah, he just a headless. And he just falls becomes away. a headless head. Yeah, <laughs> just disembodied. Oh, and Hellboy looking on. That that panel at the top of Hellboy looking down with just him just lost in the shadow and yeah, it looks like it's possibly rain. I can't tell. I don't know. Just like definitely different. That that blue skies or like wind. Just some sort of like motion around him. Yeah. But still, you know, not very like, effective. Not like a rushing kind of storm or anything, but totally. Yeah. And then we just see, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're totally right. I mean, like, Inger's definitely down somewhere else because meanwhile, she's over here and she hears, we see some someone talking. We don't know who just yet, but Herman von Klimt is dead. He was paid for his crime. Now, Inger von Klimt, 
time for you to face the harsher justice of the lobster's claw. <laughs> Great. He like emerges. He's probably not saying it that. He's probably saying I it love like the way he's a little it. more subdued than how I said it. Probably. Especially when we're, we're about to find out, out his, find out his real state. Yeah. He probably is a little more subdued. You never um, know. He seemed boisterous. Yeah. He's like. Now he must face the justice of the lobster's claw. That little flame on her. Yeah. It's like you can do nothing against me for in me is the future of the history of man. I am the future. Like, she you know. She pulls her gun. She's ready to kill again. Yeah. Did um, she change? Doesn't seem like yeah. it's changed enough. You owe too much to the past. You have to pay. Bop, 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 which is the sound effect that we've seen before when she shot the alien and when she shot the original form of Lobster Johnson yeah. on the hill. That so was she the got sound her. her gut. That's her like that's her style. Yeah. And I love bop, bop, bop. the cut too right before the bop, 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 to the like to the past that that's the US soldiers skeleton. Yeah, watching and then on. You have to pay bap 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 as you said. And, and then, then two big blam blam. <laughs> yeah. Um there it is. Justice. And we see like she did hit Lobster Johnson, we see the wounds there, but three, and he's still yeah. just standing tall. He's though. standing over her, and she's got the two, and she's going down. He grabs her forehead before she falls. Intense. That one panel of him sizzling her head yeah. is so intense. <laughs> just really like smashing it into her, and um, thud. Yeah, <laughs> falls with a thud with the with the lobster's claw emblazoned <laughs> on her forehead. <laughs> wow, you really are Lobster Johnson. Like Hellboy kind of comes up and sees the end of this scene. Yeah. Um. Then they got to get the fuck out of there. This is this place is falling apart. So during you know the storm is continuing to rage on. We see more lightning, and they're having to like walk down. Um. They're looking for Roger. There he is. Pull that cover off his chest. Got it. Ah, oh, gee, like very you know, that thing stark. is still in there. Yeah. Like it's still in there. He he went and fell, but it's like Roger's knocked out. He can't fight it. These little tentacles are starting to emerge again. He's just, it's like, instead of oming, it's just, it's taken him as a vessel. Yeah, it's eating him from the inside out, he says. And then Lobster Johnson takes a metal rod, jams it into his chest, and it gets struck by lightning, filling Roger with energy again. Like, filling, yeah, you know. True Kirby Crackle. Yeah, awesome Kirby Crackle here. He immediately, like, jerks up, like, body reignited with this energy. Um, we know that creature doesn't like electricity like that. So no. Once it all kind of calms down, Roger, you all right? Hellboy. Yes, I'm all right. Do you remember anything? I remember. I remember it all. Who said over there? Then we see like this de- destroyed court. Just oh, and a cracked, really fucked up Roger. Or oh, Johnson. Johnson. He has like, been dead. This entire time. Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> he just, or like, did he get destroyed in the lightning bolt? Or is he like, this is what he looked like? He was like a ghost. That's a good question. I feel, I take it as this. If, if this entire time he has been a ghost. Yeah. I'm interpreting that like way. a specter kind of thing that like. And he couldn't move on because he had to get, he had to finish giving his out his justice. Finished, yeah. He, his justice was not inflicted yet. Yeah, that's how I see it. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're totally right. I mean, unless I mean, because I don't know. I think that's. I, I think that's I don't totally know how true. else because that Cause was the last. Ghosts throughout this whole castle, like I, they're all there because they. And he kept appearing and disappearing. Reason. There was just a lot of hints to me that he was, and he not, didn't help. 
the fight at all. The fight. I he mean, did, he the only thing he does is lift up. Yes. And he lifts up the rod, but he like you know maybe but, it's just like certain like. And I think similar. This is what I'm going to say is I'm going to equate it to and maybe parallel with Rasputin. Yeah. So Rasputin's from a he's coming from a state where he can only manipulate so much, right? Yeah. He's manipulating a certain way, and I think Lobster Johnson is doing that from the other side. Yeah. He's saying to Roger, "You need to go forth and save the day." Versus Rasputin, you need to be part of the end. Yeah. But then he, That's court, a great, you know what I mean? That's yeah. how I sort of see it. That's a great. Um, kind of juxtaposition. Two of the s- two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, it's a great reveal at the end of like he's just a corpse. Yeah, oh, he's dead. <laughs> and um, then you have the hawk, yeah, which the I hawk think you pointed out very again. early on in the in the first issues is like that sort of hawk standing in for possibly if you believe in souls, the soul of the soul of Lobster Johnson, with it yeah. being the color of the eyes. Yeah, he's a guy that's out for the hunt, and he finally he finally got his kill, which was Ingrid. Yeah, Ingrid. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Damn good storytelling from Mignola. And now, like, just the fallout from we see the BPRD all collecting again. Um, They're all checking in with Roger. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, he'll need a new generator, but he'll be fine. And um, this is Katie Couric or Katie Couric, (laughs) (laughs) not Katie Couric. Kate Corrigan. Kate, Kate. Corrigan. I don't yeah. know why Katie Couric came That's out okay. I think that's a pretty understandable <laughs> mix up. I think that's fine. And then, um, yeah, so he's talking to Kate there for a second. Um, and Tom runs up, uh, hey, excuse me, um, cowboy, good job up there. You know, I need a full report as soon as you can. Uh, just kind of going about his business, doing like BPRD, mm-hmm. kind of the rundown. But then he's about to do something I think hint at he's he sort of look, took in what how that our last conversation ended. Yeah. He's like, listen, uh, he's about to kind of admit that he was wrong. Yeah. Um, or like sort of, he's like, listen, you made some good point. Like I could see your side of it kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then Hellboy just kind of cuts him off. Tom, hold out your hand and throws the detonator into his palm and says, I quit. Ooh. Which is crazy. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Yeah. So he quits. He's like, yeah, you know, and then, it just goes to, you know, cuts to probably like a few minutes later, Tom's gone and Kate and Hellboy are talking like, you're really going to take off yet? Like, um, and then he's kind of explaining like, it's not just that they planted the bomb on Roger um, or um, it's all this other stuff with the crown of the apocalypse, right hand of doom, flowers growing out of my blood. You never told me about the flowers. I just heard about that one myself. Yeah, like an there's alien so much told about, me. <laughs> yeah. Hellboy's learning more stuff about himself. You know, he's avoided it for so long. He's tried not to learn about himself. He knows just enough to scare him. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, yeah. I'm not I know he didn't see Rasputin, but who knows if he didn't feel that fucking energy there again. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like, like he's like this guy's fucking lurking around. <laughs> and then yeah, so he's like uh, So where are you going? Yeah, gonna go to Africa because I went there one time along uh, I went there once a long time ago. I liked it. <laughs> Always meant to go back and like so he's basically just going to go find himself. I want to point out, I think this is a great contrast from the earlier where you had like two PPR guys that were sort of like calling them freaks, right? Yeah. But then we really see how special um, Cade is. Because in that response of like when after asking where he's going to go and he's just like wherever the wind blows, we just have this one quiet panel with just them and her just holding his like sh- his shoulder and it sits or his arm and just saying, good for you. Yeah. It's like, damn, 
she understands, she understands him, him a lot. A they have a good yeah. Rela- relationship. Yeah, for sure. She's like, I get it. Like, she's not. T- she's not like, how could you leave us or how you know? Yeah. Like you have these responsibilities. She like she he's given so much to the BPRD, so she's like, all right, good, good. Yeah, I agree with him, but I think he does make a a, a one shitty move right here. What's that? Just as a friend, I think he does a shitty move. Because uh, as, <laughs> and I'm just gonna call him out because I'm like, you're not perfect. Where's that? Uh, he's, you know, it's not like I'm just gonna. I know. Say goodbye to Abe for me. Oh Fuck yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> Give him Please a call. Send a card Between, to Abe. Yeah. He cares something. about you so much. Like that's my only part. I'm like, <laughs> Fuck you, Hellboy. So, yeah. Send a post. Send a note. He send deserves a letter. something. He, you you you've mailed him letters before in yeah. the past. You can't now. Yeah. You can't just send him a little something. <laughs> I think he's saying too. Like I'm not just gonna like leave forever. Like, right. I think it's like what the end of that sentence for would have sure. Been. So it's like you know I'll be I'll be around. Like I won't be. Gone, gone. Well, we gone, gone. But yeah, and I then, get that. Yeah, so she's like, I do agree, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like maybe give Abe a phone call or something. Like you it. have, yeah, you've yeah. gone through a lot. <laughs> and then she's just like, you, uh, you just take care of yourself. You bet. And he walks off into the. Well, he's like horizon. a journeyman now. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's on his way. It's why that's where it would have ended in two thousand one. But yeah. then in two thousand two, you get this epilogue, which um, is. All it's similar to the wake of the devil. It's all about the little middle little Rasputin. Yeah. And his fucking turmoil. Yeah. We see like he's in the ruined fucking basement of the castle still. He's lurking around under there. He's here with um with that Iron Maiden. Still. Which is the um Hecate. Yeah. Um but I, he but to him still is, is Ilsa. Is Ilsa. So he's like talking to Ilsa, he thinks. Um, do not linger here, old man. Give up. Go rest in peace if you can. And then he's still talking. Do not pity me, girl. Like still talking to mm-hmm. her like Ilsa. Um, and she's like, oh, you you still don't know who I am. And he's like, Ilsa hops to like yelling at her. Um, I is love dead and gone. It. Her bones are here. Like, oh, so creepy. Like, she's such a cool, bad character. Yes, she is. <laughs> like, she's, ma- you know, to be not intimidated by Rasputin is, like, pretty cool. Like, you're pretty badass. Um, Yeah, so uh, I chose her to, you know, to be reborn out of the dragon and stand w- with me and... Put her in there to change her? Yeah. He is so... Again, he's just, he's so blind to really what the part he is. Like, like earlier in End of Wake of Devil, how it's like, he's told you're just, uh, you're just another, you're a cog in this bigger machine and he just will not accept it. He wants to have this level of control over other characters. He wants to control Hellboy. He wants to control Ilsa. He wants to control, like, he's been able to do it with like these dull, stupid Nazis. He's been able to like control Zinko. But like there, there are limits to his control. Like yeah. he, there are certain things that just like are outside of um, his power here, and he is does not want to admit it, even though he keeps failing over and over. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, Hecate comes out looking fucking badass, spiky skin. Yeah, because she thinks she's like, I thank Elsa. I gotta uh, I owe her for the blood and the iron skin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like. 
he's like laughing at her basically where he's like i i smelled you there half dead half forgotten and then you know she's talking about how she was still there basically in the form of um of the vampire son, yeah, yeah of Girescu. he was sort of had life through him it looks yeah. she's like in the same way that you have some of your life reserved in the tree i have Part I had part of me reserved, like even though Hellboy killed my body there, um, part of me still lived on. I do love real quick as you say that when she's like half dead, forgotten like a snake, and he's like Hellboy is there, and he's just like I know, like it's just like an irritation to yeah. him. I just love yeah. that. But continue. I know, I know. <laughs> and then yeah, so she is saying like, you know, Hellboy didn't listen to me. I know his purpose. He didn't listen to me. He destroyed me. But part of me still lived in the vampire. And, um, yeah, so I, then I gave up that host essentially. It's a lot of like evil, like occupying these other hosts and stuff and moving on. So she moves into Ilsa in the Iron Maiden. Um, and the thing now is me and such, I will go on until the end of the world and maybe beyond that. And yeah, he's like, well, Hellboy destroyed you once. He'll destroy you again. And she kind of talks about how she's like seen into the future mm-hmm. um, for your Ragnarok or when it comes to passing, I will pass together. Yeah. And, Cause they are bound. She yeah, says we're bound, bound together now, him and me, at least in her mind, she perceives that to be the case. And like, either we're going to rule you're the out. world or we'll be dead. And you see like this image of a cold iron maiden with a skull inside and a skeleton skeletal form of Hellboy. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I'm not really sure yet. I can't see that far. (laughs) You know, she's like, she knows it's going to come to something like that, but she can't, she's not exactly certain what the end will be. Um, uh, yeah. And she's like, you, you think you can shape things and, um, uh, I cannot, and I am a goddess and you are so much less like putting him in his place. Like you think you can, you think you have all this control and you, you're nothing like I can barely understand what's going on. And I'm, I'm a God, you know? And he still like, I will, I can. Yeah. She's, she's reminding him like, Hey, you failed three, three times. times. <laughs> yeah. Failed in Cavendish Hall, failed in Norway. You failed here because you're only a ghost. And he's just speechless. Like for the fucking first time, you know, yeah. it doesn't happen to him a lot where he has nothing to say. And he like feels the weight of that. He's like surrounded by these like snakes from her like hair. Mm-hmm. And, and we start to see the dragons behind him. Yeah. He's oh. like insisting that he's like the, ch- like I was chosen for them. Like I alone can do that and like bring them forward. And she's like, you know what? Like, you know, and I know that only one power on earth can ever lose the dragon. No, you've always known like such a dramatic. Yeah, he is just his hand. So it's only Hellboy. Hellboy is the only one who can really do it. Has that power. You called him forth, but you can't control him. You know, little shot of Hellboy telling him to go to hell. And he's like, I'm still your master boy. And like screaming to Hellboy. Um, and she's in it. It's almost, it's interesting that that's like, you think that's sort of maybe to, it's like a, it's definitely 
you'd think it was a flashback, but it's not. Yeah. It's him just recalling it. Him because recalling his, he it He still so has that vividly. flame. Yeah. It so consumes him that he's like screaming at Hellboy, her, even though Hecate's there looking at him. Yeah. And that makes her just with a simple like point of her finger turn him into bones. Destroys him. Just completely decimates him. And then that turns into like dust. Um, he's still insisting, even in bone form, yeah. he's like, this is not the end. And she's like, it is. And then a little tiny piece falls into this clawed hand belonging to Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. And she's like, oh, you're too small even to light a lantern like in a skull. I'm going to keep you in a nutshell and wear you (laughs) close to my heart forever. And we see her like surrounded by her skulls at the tree. And and finally, like with the cool still like same kind of like purple and yellow color Mm -hmm. palette that we've seen throughout the story. Um, and then finally, it says the end. Oh, wow. It's cool. Wow. Rasputin. We, I He's love that done. we went on that journey with him. Yeah. As much as we've gone with Hellboy and we're still going on with Hellboy, we yeah. will continue. It's like, what an arc. And him just lost in his own ignorant madness. Yeah. He just like becomes like he's not as silly as Von Klempt, but. He the same thing happens to him where he's like just continues to fail and thinks that he has this level of control and he doesn't. Yeah, doesn't at all. It's cool. It's beautiful. God, the story Spooky. is unreal. It's just so perfect. Yeah. And then the epilogue. Cool. I'm so glad they added those just to like take us through that with Rasputin. Real quick, I know uh uh we're running long today, uh, which we don't ever mind, but um, what are, just to like quickly, is there any like favorites from each of the three sections, like chapter one, or excuse me, chapter three, four, and the epilogue, any favorite images or dialogue from that? I think I really, really like in the third chapter where Inger is looking through that soldier. It's just a simple little panel, but so much is accomplished, like, Visually, yeah. just seeing her through that soldier. I think it just is a cool image. I forget what page it's on exactly. Uh, here it is. Page 80 of 146, if you're looking at it on Hoopla. Great. Um, but yeah, it's just where she's like, when she's down getting surrounded by those ghost soldiers. I thought that was just such a cool panel. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much great in here. And um, just all the dialogue of him fighting with Von Klemtz <laughs> initially, like when the reptile men are still alive in that yeah. one, where he's like, they were monkeys, like all that stuff. And yeah, I'm with funny. you because my favorite is, I, I knew you, I know you're just ahead is so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> As he rips How often you got to change the water in there? Like, that's such a funny line. Yeah, that's so good. It, with such a heavy story, like it's still, <laughs> it's good to have a little tiny bit of levity in there. Uh, I'm going to pick real quick t- two images. I think the, the the simplicity of the worm, like as um, Von Klemp is sort of reminiscing about his plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the dialogue says, in this ultimate destroyer, there is no end to the hunger. And the more it eats, the more it will grow. Not on that, that simple image of the worm is amazing. Yeah. It just looks so, and the energy coming off of it, as well as at the end of his little tale, just the earth and flame is just a cool image. Yeah. Very good. Really spooky shit. Uh, chapter four. Chapter four, I really like when 
Roger jumps onto the worm and it like explodes and there's not even like a black outline. It's just the white against the like probably originally gray, but now kind of a light green background. Mm-hmm. You really get the sense that, that the page is glowing. Like you really feel that electricity. I think that's a really effective way to draw that. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's like the coolest. It's the coolest. Brilliant. I love it. Um, what do I, I mean, golly, what do you, mm, it's, there's so much good in here. I just get overwhelmed. I've been really overwhelmed with the, how much this Conqueror Worm is a masterpiece. Yeah. It's just. Oh, and I, I, I mean, the epilogue is really cool too. Just Baba Yaga, like Rasputin in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of a thing. brilliant. Yeah. Um, my favorite from number four is probably going to be, I'm just going to pick uh, the um, I'm gonna pick the a page. I think the page it's in the library editions one nineteen. It's the one where the the conqueror worm is actually just consumed by Roger, and we just have that that um framed picture of Lobster Johnson through it. I think it's just saying saying so much. Yeah, and it, uh, coming to a point, uh, the story will continue, but it's just coming up to like it's almost like a chapter, such a cool chapter head in the middle of that issue yeah and then could it continue um yeah golly god there's just so much um i don't know if i have any favorite dialogue because i think it's just a lot of like there's a lot of dramatic i mean i guess the dialogue of just hellboy just sticking to his guns and thinking and telling roger that he can do it it's just pretty yeah the, yeah that humanity in hellboy imagine. is amazing i think hellboy that helps Hellboy to see in himself, like, it's easier for him to see in Roger the kind of, like, goodness that he doesn't really give give himself credit for mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Like, it's, it's, I'm sure it just helps Hellboy develop his own sense of, like, or he needs to, he at least recognizes that he needs to. He sees Roger doing all of this good, even though he's not, he knows he's not human or whatever. I think that probably helped motivate him to go find himself and see exactly what he is. He knows he can fight. He knows he can help the BPRD, but he doesn't really know. There's still a ton of stuff he doesn't know about himself. So I think that his exchanges with Roger really accomplished that shit. I agree. You're yeah. totally right. And then on the epilogue, I think the picture with the, the panel with, um, when Hecate has the the right hand of doom appear behind her yeah. in purple energy and she's saying his hand and Rasputin his blue is just saying no. I yeah. think that is perfect. I just love that is really cool. I love the 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 how huge the, the right hand of doom is displayed and everything. It's just driving at home at like you have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Rasputin is beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. I truly can't believe this is the third Hellboy story and just where he's gone is just brilliant. Yeah. It's just so brilliant here. Um, any, uh, great. Any, uh, just, we'd love to hear from you all um, on this great masterpiece known as Conqueror Worm. You can email us at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at ahcrapahellboypodcast. Twitter, it's Aw Crap Hellboy. Please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast as well. Um, we'd love to hear from you and get more listeners to the podcast. Um, any review that has boom at the beginning, it's a five-star review. We will praise on the podcast yeah. and read it. Now, also, 
uh, I got to all that plugs because I want to end. Is there anything, anything that you want to suggest that they read, watch, or enjoy that's inspired by our finalization of Conqueror Worm here? Um, I guess, you know what? It's not super related, but all the space stuff makes me think of, I found out recently that Mars Attacks, the movie was based on a series of collectible cards. I never knew that. So really? Yeah. All that space stuff just made me think of that. Cause I was, I would see all this like cool art. Um, just some artists that I follow on Instagram were posting like some cool Mars attacks related stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like I never really like, is that a comic? Like I never really realized it was based on something else. And it's just some collectible cards from like the originally like the sixties. And then some more came out in like the eighties and nineties. That's awesome. They're really I didn't cool. Realize that. And I found like there were just a bunch of like really high resolution scans of all the cards. Like you can find them super easily if you just like Google them. So like, yeah, Mars attacks cards and they're like, I mean, it, it reminds me because it's like involves space and is very pulpy. Like the original cards are very like silly. Some of the shots are directly done in like some of the images on the cards are directly done in the movie. I also oh, that's forgot awesome. that that was Tim Burton. It's probably one of my favorite Tim Burton movies of all time. I forgot completely that I think it's he underrated. It. Oh, it's I, I so think it's funny. a very funny movie. Yeah, it's and it has great performances. Martin yeah. Short's so funny. The aliens are great. I think they're yes. like the Martians are. Yeah, they're <laughs> just so funny. So good. Great. Um, Jack yeah, Black is so, a good character. In it. Yeah, it's like one of so his look first up those roles. Cards, I, I guess. Like check those out because I thought, I always assumed it was like oh it's, it must be a sci-fi short story or something or other but. Now it's just some fucking <laughs> bubblegum cards or whatever. Uh, that's funny because I think that really like actually what I as soon as we closed this and I said that we were going to do suggestions, I really didn't have anything. I think this thing just stands so much on its own feet. Yeah. But what came to mind as we were clo- literally closing library edition and as I was listening to you say Mars Attacks, I was like, I was like, I think I just would suggest people watch. I think it's John Carpenter. Um, and for some reason, the people, this movie and the destruction sense of wanting to take over the world, people should go and watch. And it's very much Mars Attacks in a sense, in a sense of sort of like a pulpy um, uh, late night kind of watch. They live. Oh, yeah. With Roddy Piper. Yeah, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Oh, that also reminds me. It's just visually so fun. Dude, have you ever seen Hell Comes to Frogtown? Weirdly just heard about it. It's like, like in the last like week or two. It's another Roddy Piper. Um, I heard it's nuts. Vehicle. <laughs> I've, and it's, somebody showed me the images of the frog people. And yeah. It's, crazy. it's definitely worth a watch. It's very short. It's on YouTube because nobody gives a fuck about it. Like <laughs> you can see it. That's where I watched the whole movie on YouTube. And um, yeah, my friend Alex Newman uh, is on this podcast, Comedians of Wrestling. And I think they're watching like every movie by a bunch of wrestlers so like, anyway, that's how he yeah, came upon it and told me about it. And like, it's very cool. Post-apocalyptic kind of. Alex Newman is the same person that told me about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he's spreading the good word of hell comes to frog town. Yeah, he really is. It's and he has a theory. Stupid, it's he has sexist. Like a, it's dumb as yeah. hell, but it's a lot of fun to watch. And, and he told me a theory about him and a bunch of people online have talked about how they say that, um, uh, Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road is sort of like if you watch that and watch Frogtown, it looks like that it's just trying to be a, a better version of Frogtown. There are definitely, I mean, he said that. And at first I was like, go kick rocks. And then, like, <laughs> at the end, at the very end, you do see a couple images where it's like, okay, okay, yeah, I can see like the situation. I don't think it's a ripoff. I think it's just like, oh, been, no, not like, at all. Not at all. I can do 
that kind of story. I can great. see where it could have inspired them to you totally know, kind of the same idea. And if it was made in the fucking, if it was made in the two thousands, it probably would have been closer to that. Like, I mean, there's stupid dumbass shit in the, that movie, <laughs> but like, it's definitely worth, like, it's a great bad movie. It's a great bad. Wonderful. Movie. Yeah. I got to check it out. Um, check it out, listeners. Thank you again for sticking with us through these this <laughs> long, another long episode. That we know we you are, missed us, so we wanted to give you extra. <laughs> yeah. We're like, you know what? We didn't really, we didn't kick it off as as, as much in the first episode, so we made this <laughs> extra, you know, get back to those original lengths. Um, but we do we appreciate you all. Um, thank you again. Goodbye. And I love you. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. Hi, this is Will Hines. And this is Kevin Hines. We are co-hosts of the podcast Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. You love Spider-Man, so listen to us as we go over his original 1960s comic books where you'll meet all of these characters for the very first time. Dr. Octopus. Aunt May. J. Jonah Jameson. Fancy Dan. Also, we're brothers, so that's cool. Yeah, listen to Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. New episodes every Wednesday. On Campfire Media. Campfire.